People, the beers are cold. The weather in Thailand is hot. And people want to know what's happening. Let me tell you what's happened. Another edition of Talking During Movies. And we've got one of, first of all, this is one of my favorite movies because it's a kid growing up with a mother who was a little right of the sheriff of Nottingham. You know, you did the splits and you started doing Kung Fu. You're probably dancing with the devil because you're probably doing yoga and learning how to kiss your own ass and all sorts of other horrible things that are happening in the world, all because of the ninjas. Damn it. But no, Jean-Claude Van Tam, not just a dancer. He's an ass kicker, too. And joining me to talk over this is the man, the myth, the legend, the captain of tight lines, the sinker and the hook, the skip and the bait, the boat and the shore, Mop-up fishing grandy van lo how are you sir what's happening captain i'm doing good i'm doing good uh, out here in central iowa thank you so much jason for having me on and um yeah this is uh, one of my favorite movies so i'm pretty stoked and excited too man yeah tell people so what are we watching here well, today, just so everybody knows, uh, we're watching Kickboxer. Uh, John, like, like, like Jason was saying, it's John Claude Van Damme. It's one of those guilty pleasure. Um, you, you, you can see this on you know cable television every so often, once in a while. Um, and it's one of those where when you see it, you're like, shit, I'm not moving, man. I'm going to watch at least a little, at least like five, ten minutes. You know, you, you know how that goes. Oh, it starts five, ten, right? You start like, yeah. man, I should probably watch a little bit. All, right. All of a sudden, but, the bag of chips is open, the beer is cracked. Like, well, I mean, there's going to be a good fight scene. You know, <laughs> he's training. I'll do some push-ups while he's training. <laughs> I'll get it going. All right, let's hit play on the movie here real quick. Bada-boom. All right. Make sure that's on just your little players on mute. Yep. And then um, real quick, so we've got this. Before we get down the road of the movie, yeah. first let's talk about your, what you're doing in Central Iowa, your podcast, your business. Give us, give us the rundown so, and where people can find you on the social channels so that they can come check you out and everything. Sure. Um, I, I have a new business that uh, I just started called My Pop Fishing. Uh, I do what I'm, you know, focusing is helping uh, small custom fishing products. So a lot of uh, family-owned businesses. Um, I help in regards to distribute 
you know, their, their, their products and help market them in, in a sense and give them, cause a lot of them are very good in regards to designing their, their custom fishing products, but they're not very good when it comes to marketing, talking, social media, content creation, stuff like that. Uh, that's, that's pretty much where I come in and, and help them in regards to that. Uh, and then I decided, you know, what better, what better thing to go alongside it than a podcast. So I actually, I have a podcast that helps promote that a little bit, but you know, like you were saying, I'm a beer guy. So I, we call our, our, our podcast beer fish fanatics. Uh, we, we drink a lot of craft beer. I'm very into craft beer, uh, the whole industry and everything. I, I used to brew back in the day a little bit here and there before I had my kids and stuff, but our podcast is, is literally dedicated to, you know, craft beer talk a little bit and, and really getting into the fishing, my co-hosts and myself. And we actually have a lot of, uh, superstar youtubers actually joined us on our podcast having a couple beers talk fishing and stuff and then it just ties in with the mop pop fishing theme and um it's 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 been growing man i have fun man i have fun doing it and then i was crazy enough to even i had so much fun doing that podcast i decided to do another podcast called the uh, uh, unfiltered uh mop pop passage i'm just insane I, I got into the podcasting with corona and everything i work from home got my kids at home i was like you know what what else can I do, man? I work from home. I might as well do podcasts, right? I love it. I love it, man. Uh, what's your uh, What's your flavor when you're when you're looking at and uh, breaking down beers? You know, what are, What are your top two? That if you're walking into a bar, local place, let's say I drop you off in Montana, you go, I want the local beer, but what What flavor are you going? IPA, stout, porter, no, no, no. I'm definitely with you on in regards to this is the thing. When you travel, when you go to a new state, new country, new, new whatever, always try their local beer. Always try their beer and support local. I'm, I'm big on that. Uh, my go-to is definitely I'm a big IPA guy. and But the crazy thing is I'm also a big stout guy. So it's kind of total reverse in a sense. One, you know, super dark beer heavy. One super light but hoppy. It's just um, I, I'm, I'm into both of those two. So Dog, I got to show you this. I can get you one if you want it. What's that? So my boy, Scott, and I make fun of people who are named Jeff that start with a G. He's Scott, S-K-O-T. <laughs> I give him that right. shit. But he makes these custom for me. Hmm. Tactical six-pack carrier. Holy shit. That holds a six-pack of beer with, I also got it signed by Tim Kennedy because, you know, I'm a psycho. He's here. And he, was a, he was a guest on the podcast magnetic paint so if you pop the top it sticks right here and it's uh -huh. lined on the inside to keep your beers cold that's fucking badass <laughs> i'm gonna have to get one no that is all right so the thing i know there's a podcast you guys can't see this but holy shit you might have to put that on your social media just to show people that is a badass i'll oh, get you one i'll get you hooked up with one email me your address and we'll get it taken care of that's right, that, that that's the deal sick. i have with him i give him press and then all i tell him is hey if we hook someone up with one, they'll put it on their social, they'll talk oh, it yeah. on their podcast, and you're good. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely – oh, yeah. That, that's badass. Dude. It, my my co-host is going to be like, where the fuck did you get that? I want one, yeah, too. Send me, your, send me your logo as well so your logo awesome. can go on it like, uh, oh, like I got sick. on mine. Definitely. You did it for definitely. my boy, Sean, Cali Barbecue. And oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was just like, oh, let me check it out. And then he got it, and he's like, bro, hold on. <laughs> what did you send me? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of fun. 
That's funny. Glad you mentioned about Sean Barton. I just had him on my podcast too, on my yeah. other pod, on my other podcast, not the Beer Fish Fanatics, but the other uh, Unfiltered Mop Pop Passage. It's uh, about entrepreneurs, so uh, that one's completely uncensored and everything. I had him on there, so he was a pretty cool guy. He definitely knows his shit in regards to social media, um, mark digital marketing, all that shit. So it was, it was pretty cool to have him on. He's a smart guy. I really, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed him. It's, it's funny where, you know, the movie's kicking off here. This yep. podcast, as everyone hears me say a lot, full of hard left turns. One, <laughs> there's a couple things that have definitely left planet Earth. The fashion, the sleeveless <laughs> denim, vest, jacket, button, the, the, the thing that would chafe your nipples to death in that heat. And Jean-Claude's running around with no pasties, just, just waiting for, 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 for rock to, to happen at any second, right? He's like, no, nah, I don't care. I don't care. I just like to sweat. Everyone's in denim. I don't, have you been to Thailand or, or um, Asia Pack? I have not. I, I want to go back. My wife uh, has, she went back because she's, she's been to me. So she's been okay. back to uh, uh, Vietnam to her homeland because um, she's born and raised in Denver, Colorado. And I was born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, but she got to go back, but I've never have. So um, right here, th- this moment where you see where they're playing that little sport, it's called Thaka yeah. by the way. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, huge... Yeah, it's really big in, in, in Southeast Asia. Um, mm-hmm. Just so, so a lot of people who don't know, it's, it's like volleyball with feet. It's like, and they play with the, uh, so it's called, okay. So a, a lot of, if anybody who listens who are Laotian or from Southeast Asia, they'll know what I'm talking about. It's a bamboo ball. Like it's a it's small little rocket hard as fuck bamboo <laughs> ball. And what it is, is a three on three. Uh, they play, it's like volleyball, but with feet and head and chest and all that shit. So it's, it's literally, it's pretty cool. Um, you should look it up. It's called Thaka Thought. It's a, I think it's called a uh, Tark. Tarka or something like that, but we call it Thakatha in our language. But you should you should look it up. It's pretty intense, Dude, man. I you saw get... him doing it in Brazil when I was down there. It's it's and super intense. I'm like, oh, volleyball is not hard enough. I can barely fucking walk and chew gum, and these assholes are jumping up doing roundhouses in the air, yes. kicking a little tiny ball. And some other guys like didn't kick it hard enough, killed it with my foot. I'm just <laughs> and the, people that should that ball is not. It's made out of bamboo, yeah, so it's hard. It, it's hard as fuck. Dude, I'm telling you, it's hard as hell. So you got to check that out. I love it. I've, I've been to Thailand and I'll tell you, the one thing you don't pack is jeans. Okay, <laughs> listen, there's a lot of things you don't pack when you're going to Asia pack. And number one is jeans because it's just hot and muggy. And, but it's different. I mean, it's one of those things and I don't quite get it. And maybe, you know, and, uh, hot in Texas or hot mm. in Des Moines in August. And I forget what your little music festival is that you guys usually have down in the center of Des Moines. I went, uh, the Brazilian twins brought me up once and so did your city council to, to 80, go 8035? Yep, there you go. Yeah, because uh, you know what that's all about, right? 8035? No. So, so I-80 goes left, you know, cross country from the East Coast to the West Coast, right? This is the, yeah. only, this is the only state this happens at. So that's I-80. I-35 literally goes from... Uh, I think it was at Texas, the bottom of Texas, yep. the, the, you know, the Gulf down there, all the way up to Canada. So you got the two biggest major interstates that goes north and one, go, you know, north and south and one goes east and west. And they literally cross here in Des Moines, Iowa, I-80 and uh, uh, I-35. So that's why they call that, that huge festival called 8035. It was fun. I mean, we got, you know, we got right. the VIP got taken care of by some local bands, by the city council. But it was hot. Yes. It was like, <laughs> it's a gross hot. I don't know what it is. There's Humidity. something about, 
being, but the humidity in, in Thailand wasn't gross because it's like, oh, it's the tropics. But yes. all of a sudden you hit humidity in Des Moines and you're like, fucking insurance salesmen are sweating. Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's, um, okay, so the humidity here, it's a little bit different. You're right. Jason's spot on on this shit. So what happens is you take a nice cold shower, come up and you're sweating within 30 seconds. And yeah. the reason being is, okay, so I didn't know this shit either. So my wife, of all people, informed me on this so i had no idea so the reason why it's so damn humid here in iowa and like you're saying is that nasty humidity is because of fucking corn so obviously we're in the middle of you know we have Monsanto a lot of be fucking up your rainforest so corn yeah so corn is the reason why we have all this freaking humidity i had no freaking clue like and that's why like nebraska and all that shit because they have a lot of corn oh. too that's why they get humid during the summer. I had no idea. I had no idea. That's, that's fucking, see, people, you're learning something yeah. new every day. I'll tell you what Jean-Claude's learning is that you shouldn't kick pillars um, yep. or you should kick pillars if you want to learn how to fight. <laughs> I've seen like guys from, you know, from this to Rogan to other people that are toughening up their shins in air quotes, mm -hmm. kicking things that are hard. You're watching them bleed and, you know, they're toughening up their elbows. This Thai boxing thing, when I was in Thailand, wife and i go there we're there for a couple of weeks i'm like i'm gonna go see some kickboxing mm -hmm. but i didn't realize that a majority of kickboxing is done by kids and they're yes. you know and they work really hard to work their way up through the ranks to become and then as soon as they're professional they're actually shipped out to really fight in with some other people but they're also paying for rent they're paying for food i mean they're working very hard they're, they're knocking another eight or ten year old out so they can eat i mean it's, yeah. it's definitely and it was the first time I've been to a live fight where I couldn't watch. Because culturally, right, I, I mean, I'm from Montana. I grew up in, you know, going to smokers, boxing matches, you know, in little gyms and stuff and young kids and old kids. But mm -hmm. none of those kids ever fought so that they could eat at the end of the day. Mm. None of them. And yes. you're watching that happen and you're just like, oh, not only are you uber talented, not only are you working and trying to perfect a, a, a skill, a martial art? Oh, but you're also fucking hungry. Mm -hmm. And if you don't win, you don't eat. Jesus. I mean, it was heavy. It was really, it was probably the heaviest part of my experience there mm -hmm. where I was really taken aback, but also then knew I'm like, Oh yeah, an eight year old could kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, the crazy thing, like this movie, I mean, it's called kickboxer, but uh, you know, like you said, the, kickboxing you know it, it originated in in, in thailand yeah. that's the whole point of this whole movie it's called it's called muay thai that's why i loved it it's like when i was growing up i was just like you know it was so cool because I, I knew about that shit and uh for them to kind of do a movie uh, about it based you know Whoa. they went to thailand so it's pretty cool what is, I, li I like how i have this thing on mute <laughs> and then all of a sudden a commercial pops up and now we hear the fucking commercial and i can't mute the commercial god damn it <laughs> Tubi? Let me tell you, Tubi. All right. And guess what? We're not going to get pulled off any of the platforms because the fucking commercial played. All right. Fox is going to be like, let it run. Let it run again. Is it to, is it to a thousand downloads yet? Well, let it run. <laughs> and we're back, folks. That might happen a couple of times with Tubi, but hey, this is what happens. Um, question. You're, you know, you've done some um some transitions if you will in your mm -hmm. business and working from home and launching a podcast and everything else mm -hmm. where you know as we're watching the movie here right and he's going to go fight the bad dude his jean-claude's brother mm -hmm. from a, another mother will assume because they look so different <laughs> but 
you know, and one's an asshole and one's not, and one was raised in Germany and one in the U.S. And there's, you know, there's a fun little backstory they try to play, like, oh, he's so European and he's so American. But <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. I, I wonder in the businesses you've worked in, what you've started and done, mm-hmm. where's, the, where's the Muay Thai kickboxer that's put you on your ass real quick when you just <laughs> thought you had a cakewalk? Um. You're like, that's a good one. One? Yeah, that's true. I got, I got, Uh, listen, I got a, I got a house full of them. So, (laughs) you know, okay. So when I started, uh, my pop fishing, I got into it thinking like, how hard could it be to sell fishing lures? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, how how hard could it be to market it, to, to get out there and just tell people, Hey, I got custom fishing lures that are handmade, great quality made here in the U S right. How hard could that be? And, and I know what people want. Um, no. So I jumped into it thinking that, you know what, I just sell them whatever, you know, custom lures is is what I use and I catch fish with and come to find out, I don't know, jack shit when it comes to what people want, because, um, people want different things. And it's one of those things where, uh, I I think that one put me on my ass. Like it, it brought my ego, my head down a little bit, like, okay, hold on. Maybe I should, find out, talk to people a little bit more, you know, check with, with consumers and just see what is it that makes them tick. And in reality, every consumer, everybody's different. So it doesn't matter. One person might want a specific lure or product this way. Another person wants this way. All you can do is, is, and that's the cool thing though, is because since we're not, you know, I'm not a box store. My vendors aren't box stores or anything. They custom make them shit to what the consumer wants. So that's wow. a cool, yeah. And so that's a cool thing. I was like, all right. So I had to, and that's the whole thing. That's why I, I, I don't like to use the word pivot. I like to use the word adapt because I hate the word pivot. I think I, I, I'm slowly adapting. Okay, so this is what consumers want. They want what they want. They don't care what that guy over has. They want to use that, that they think this color is going to catch them that specific fish okay so then they can tell my vendors that's what they want so they can design so then now i actually have have kind of uh, like i said adapted my the business model in regards to instead of me really selling my vendors you know products i'm actually pushing everybody to go to my vendors talk to them directly and just buy it directly from them and i'm just technically the marketing social you know media guy and help you know talk about the stuff and 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 help connect them i guess you can say help connect the fishing person with the custom you know lures you're that you're that middle expert resource that doesn't have me search custom lures on google and then all of a sudden i see oh there's 798 pages and they pulled up 14 million links in less than two seconds. And I'm like, oh, that's so impressive, Google. However, mm-hmm. the first five links I clicked on were magazine articles talking about custom lures. Mm-hmm. So that didn't get me anywhere. And then I got to find that person who was quoted in the magazine article. I got to see if their store is open. Oh, they don't store online. Okay, well, oh, that was saltwater. Even though they're in a freshwater article, Okay, well, that's different. You know, I could try, I mean, as, as we talked earlier before the podcast, right? I mean, I used to fish a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the custom lure thing is, is very real. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bit... reels, rods, lures, you know, uh, weights, everything in between. And then what are you hunting and going after? I mean, are you, are you trolling? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, top baiting? Are you fly fishing? 
Is it a river? Is it a stream? Is it a lake? Is it the ocean? Is it, is it shallow water? Is it coastal? Is it intercoastal? You know, I mean, there's, you know, the list goes, as you know, better than I, it goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the thing, like you said, I, I had to, you know, adapt and figure out, okay. Cause at, at first I was like, like I said, I, I just had them create whatever colors that I thought that would sell. Sure. Not, not, not that I, you know, that what people are actually wanting. And I come to realize like, okay, well, people aren't wanting to buy that specific because they want to buy what they want. So then I, I, you know, I decided to adapt a little bit, but then I I ended up really loving working with all my vendors. I ended up really loving working in the fishing industry, um, meeting new people and then doing my podcast and talking about beer and fish, you know, and I decided, you know, I want to, I want to keep going on with this. And I think it's, you know, at, at the end of the day, I don't, I see fishing growing and I see the custom fishing industry growing day sure. in and day out. I see it, you know, every day. And then obviously with COVID right now, what better way to social distance than to go out and fish by yourself, <laughs> you know? Also, and, what, a, what a great way to, you know, to support for your family to go in yes. and, you know, and, and now you've, you're coming into what I think is a really cool season. Right. So you're coming into that winter fishing season, which is a different suite of tools, which is a different concept of catching the fish and luring the fish in. But then that's also that is catalogs of knowledge and insight and wisdom that someone's like, I want to fish. Well, it doesn't matter whether it's winter, summer, spring or fall, quite honestly, because there's different strategies and tactics across the board, especially what you're fishing for and where you're fishing. So, I mean, dude, you're in a treasure trove of one existing people, right? Giving mm-hmm. them the best custom that they, you're like, here's the conduit. Here's the best custom. A, you have the middle ground person who kind of fishes and they're like, okay, you've got that for them. You got the new person. And it's like, dude, why not start in the winter? You can, and you can provide for your family. You can provide protein for your family. All of these things when, you know, COVID cases going up, going down is inconsequential to the fact of, how's the security of your home first right are you watching the news and worrying are you sitting there the kids like looking at you are you sitting there watching you whether it's i don't care what news you're watching whether you're like fuck ah, yeah. you know what fuck. or is music on in your house hmm. and the kids are dancing and they don't get the stress of the world because they're kids and they shouldn't yeah and then where do parents and then to enjoy their kids on a weekend or a hard day or an afternoon, like, fuck it, you know, it's too much. I'm taking the rest of the day off. Mm-hmm. You can go fish, right? Yep, exactly. That one-on-one time, that thing of just quiet. That's the one thing I love about fishing. You know who you can fish with by who can sit there for hours and <laughs> Yep, nope, you're right. And um, I'm crazy. glad you, I, it is. It, it's one of those things where, um, Tell everybody this, name me, or you can talk to anybody who goes fishing, never comes home pissed off. I don't, even if they don't even catch a fish, they're not pissed off. They got a chance to go fishing and you can't find a person who went fishing where they caught the biggest fish, the smallest fish or no fish are pissed off because they got to go fishing. I can almost 100% guarantee you that's never happened. So yeah. Uh, 
And then, you know, the, the big thing I'm glad you did mention about winter, man, is like, um, cause I ice fish. Cause you know, obviously you in California, you don't, you don't get, you guys don't get ice fishing there. Um, but I get ice fishing here in, in central Iowa during the winter season. So that it's one of my, I'm huge into ice fishing. So what, uh, what kind of, what kind of fish are you going after in central Iowa? I was born in Montana. So I did oh, well, rainbow, brookies, steelhead, pike, sunfish. Nice. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, just because um, as, as more opportunities came for cooking it in different ways, a little bit of carp, you know, a yeah, little bit of, yeah. of that, but not, not my thing really. Bottom we, oh yeah. Yeah. No, here we, we, we had, Iowa has one of the biggest abundance of species of fish that you can catch. Um, I mean, we catch everything from right now. It's like fall. So you get walleye uh, crappies are right now are, are hitting. Cause you know, and in bluegills, largemouth, smallmouth. Um, we get tons of, we have catfish, flathead channels. Um, I'm a big wiper. So it's a high, it's a hybrid fish. It's between white bass. I love white bass too, white mm-hmm. bass and, and striper. Um, but it's called a wiper. We, we go after those. We got rainbow trout here. Um, I you mean, steelhead? no, we don't have steelhead. That's have I think most, I've most never Western? had an opportunity. Yeah. Oof, I've, I've never had a chance to get a steelhead yet. Not yet. It's fun. Man, I, I bet, I bet. Just dancing against the current. They they know how to play the current. That's the current. They're so like, how many times have you been caught that your DNA knows if there's something in your mouth, you play the current? Mm. I mean, either A, fish are a lot smarter than we think, or B, we've been catching them a lot longer than we think, and they're just, you know, it's in their DNA. It's kind of like that monkey DNA. The hawk flies over, and the monkey's like, shit. <laughs> I saw the shit on the hawk. Yeah it's crazy man it is pretty crazy i i'm, I'm like no nah, man I'm, I'm i'm huge into because because ice fishing season's coming up so yeah. um right now because we're we still have about the fall bite now but ice probably starts for at least central out here probably in about a month about a month and a half it's gonna be okay. ice yeah and we're uh, I'll, you'll you'll see me on there i mean if you guys follow me but you'll you'll definitely see me on the ice i'll do um, I'm pretty big into ice fishing. I love it for some reason. It's something about it. It's just the lure about it. I, I love ice fishing. And then we use a lot of electronics, so it helps like playing a video game with the fish. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a unique, much like, um, fishing on an extremely hot day. It's a unique piece yeah. of suffrage yes. to where <laughs> the reward is, is so much better when you catch that fish and you taste it. I mean, I remember being a kid and I've told this story a couple of times, so forgive the listeners, uh, the regular listeners, but my grandfather, I'd go see him in Townsend, Montana. He had a big ranch, hand me a tackle box, hand me my fishing line and lures and everything. And then a sandwich bag that had a sandwich in it, had some fruit in it. And that was it. You want water, you drink out of the Creek. Now, I mean, I'm in the sticks of Montana. We're talking, there's mountain lions, yes. Cougars, yes. Bears, yes. Wolves, yes. Coyotes, yes. Huge thousands of acres ranch. Yeah, here you go. Get out of here. It's 8 a.m. I'll see you at 5 p.m. Don't eat all your food too soon and you'll get hungry. (laughs) (laughs) But that would come back with, you know, like eight, 10 brookies. Little brownies, right? And he'd be like, all right, gutted. Yep, gutted them. Boom, boom, boom. He's like, all right, did you keep him in the water the whole time? I'm like, yep. Only came out of the water when I heard your truck coming. Perfect. Go see Grammy. She's got the skillets going. I mean, old school cast iron. Mm. She's throwing them in cornmeal and just rolling them Boy. through. Double stack of cornmeal. You know, and, and 
people don't, I mean, we're so spoiled these days. I mean, I remember it's like, watch out for the bones. <laughs> got to eat real slow and real carefully. Got to watch out for the bones. Well, fucking kids these days be like, oh, oh, is there bones? I'm like, it's not fillet of fish, you little <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true, though. This day and age, I, I have to do it for my kids, too. I have to freaking, yeah. I spoil the shadow. You're right, man. I shouldn't do that shit, but no, I, I do. Too. Listen, I know. stop. I flay the shit out of it. I take all the bones out. Damn it. I sh- you're right. I'm going to leave the bones from now on. Let, let my kid. This is how I learned. You're going to learn this way. Damn it. Your mouth is stuck open. You got that little bone in there. You're like, <laughs> it's just the truth. It is true. So, you know, I've, I've, as I said, I've been to Des Moines a couple of times. I, I love, I love Des Moines. I really do. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt uh, from Des Moines, the, the Ray gun. Ray gun. Um, yeah. Come on, dog. I'm prepared for, I'm prepared for our, or, every once in a while I get prepared. That's awesome. And then I forget there was a, like a pizza place downtown, but it's like pizza Chinese food. You get to wear a helmet. <laughs> Fong's Pizza. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about Fong. We actually, because on, on Beer Fish Fanatics, uh, we just released a podcast with the owner of Fong's. He's, uh, oh, actually, he owns a lot more than just Fong's. He's part of a, a ownership, but he, uh, but it's, what you're saying is Fong's Pizza. They have a, um, it's like a fusion. They put, they put like a crab rangoon on top of a pizza. I was like, what the fuck? But it makes it somehow when you eat it, well, it, it, it works, right? Hey, at 12.30 at night or 1 a.m., that yeah. shit. And I don't know what it is about y'all up there putting bars underground where there's only one exit. I start getting nervous. I'm just <laughs> like, there's only one way to get out of here? The fuck? I'm on oh, I'm a little man. claustrophobic real quick. But it was, I mean, good local beer, great food scene, uh, Ray Gun, and the fact that you, you guys, you're one of the few cities where you make fun of your largest industry of insurance. You're like socks that are just like, nah, we sell insurance. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it's got such a good, healthy environment. You were born and raised there. What, what a um, convinced, what did you do to convince your wife to come out there to see that side of Des Moines, to see everything about it? Um, so I was born and raised here. Um, I, and then I, after college, I, I moved out to California. I actually lived in the Bay Area. Um, okay. in, what in, part? Uh, Hayward. I was on oh, Sam, yeah, yeah. Sa- San Mateo Hayward um, yeah. up there in, in NorCal. And people were listening to San Francisco area. So just, just give everybody a heads up on that. Um, and I lived out there for about 12 years. And I actually met my wife out there. Oh, 13 years. And I met my wife out there. And she's from Denver, Colorado. She went out there because uh, her, her family was, they live out there in California. And I, I met her out there and we, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I sold, you know, sold the deal on her. So, <laughs> and she, you know, we got married and, you know, we lived in California for a couple of years. She lived, she moved out there to California, lived with a uh, couple of years. And then um, actually we came back to Iowa. The reason being, because when my father passed, uh, I, I came back to help take care of my mom and my mom has, has, you know, all her families, you know, they're all over here. So I decided to come back and how did I convince her? Honestly, man, I, it's one of those things where she, I'm blessed that she was willing, like you just said, she went from fucking Denver, California, you know, whatever big state she's all cool. Iowa, what the, f- you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, I, but it's, some, it's, I mean, dude, you guys yeah. got, you got the- see, you're you're spot on um des moines is one of the most best kept secrets in the united states of america i really believe that a lot of people who come here even from the big cities they come here and the thing 
everybody always hears about. It's called Iowa Nice. You don't get that anywhere else. When you come to Iowa, there's something about it. The people are just, it's called Iowa Nice. And then like you're saying, the beer, the craft beer scene here, amazing. It's very underrated. The food, like you're saying, the food scene here, very underrated. I actually kind of like having that nostalgia of it's really still small, central. Like, what do you guys do in Iowa? When do you, it's just corn, right? But once you get here, it, yeah. I got goosebumps right now because your downtown is ridiculous. Yes. That downtown is really nice. And I went to uh, the oldest bar downtown. Forget it. It's split in half. There's like a, a little um, restaurant and then it's attached to it. I think I know who you're talking about. Because um, like it's I got said, the old tours. And, yep. Uh, okay. Yep. Damn, you should have told me. Okay. Well, well you got to come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this, so, so I'm going to hook you up with something again. So Dude, the, well, oh, I'll make no. a trip up there and we'll do some okay. double podcasts, live locations, and we'll have some fun if you want to. We'll make, we can make that happen. I can make that happen. And then the cool thing is, so the owner of Fong's Pizza, who I just talked to you about, his name yeah. is, he's called Bruno of Des Moines. So, and he's part of a, a like I said, a partnership with the owner. He owns that bar, what you're talking about. It's called El Bait Shop. So yes. there's El Bait yes. Shop right, right next to it. It's called the High, Lo High, High Life Lounge. High so, Life Lounge is the jam. That's the spot. And that's the thing. What people don't realize, the High Life Lounge, it has, you guys, a lot of people can look it up. It's on the Food Network. It's like on Triple D or whatever the hell, that, whatever that show is or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have this thing. It's called Broasted Chicken. Everybody's yep. got to try it off the hook. So you guys got to try Dude, that. It's, but, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And El Bait Shop has, I think it has like over 200 and something handles of craft beer from all over the world and all over the nation. It, it was at one time, one of the, it is one of the biggest most well-known bars for beer bars to go try some beer out there. So there's, everybody... there's three, there's one in New York. I always forget the name of it. There's a yeah. shop. And yeah. then there's the goat Hill Tavern in Costa Mesa, California, which yeah. has 220 beers on tap. Right. I mean, yeah. And it's kind of, you think about that, right? You got each coast and you got the center dialed yep. in. And what's weird is that if you actually do the food scene, if you're really, if you do the food and the beer scene, you sit down and do it. And you look at the cities around that should beat Des Moines. Nashville. Nope, doesn't hold the candle to it. Doesn't. I mean, and I just came from Nashville and I love Nashville. I we're thinking family's thinking about moving to Nashville. I love mm -hmm. Nashville. Cincinnati, I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati. Outside of the fact that those assholes get grippos, I don't know what else is going on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Detroit, downtown Detroit, and I know I'm kind of geographically being broad with the paintbrush here, but downtown Detroit, big scene, but the food scene is not, it's not Des Moines. It's just not. Kansas City, great barbecue scene. They got a they the craft beer scene is trying to really come up, but you know, Budweiser has a good stranglehold in the yeah. St. Louis area, right? But mm -hmm. good food, good ideas, cute little downtowns, little nuances, but that's a piece. Whereas like you take that small piece and you extrapolate it to a full city mm -hmm. and it's Des Moines. And Des Moines did something that Austin and Portland couldn't do. What's that? Des Moines figured out how to grow and still stay local. Mm. I like that. I mean, no. Austin, Des Moines, and Portland were sister cities at one point in time in the US. Multiple mm. bridges, rivers coming through, we call them lakes in Texas because they're morons. If I can hit a golf ball over it, it's not a lake. And I'm not a good golfer. These are just scientific facts, right? <laughs> but then what happens is that you get big money and big tech that comes in, and it changes the culture, it changes the nice, the environment. Portland changed a lot. I mean, I was in Portland almost uh, 20 years ago. Mm. 
launching companies up there and, and helping with acquisitions. And Portland was a cool fun. There was a, it was a little aggressive on the homeless side, even back then with the gutter punks, which uh, a buddy of mine for Rolling Stone did a beautiful article on them. You can Google that and look that up kids. But the food scene was there. The beer scene was there. The nice people were there, that Northwest nice. And then that slowly went away. And then you look at Denver and Austin and that slowly went away in those cities as well. And then you go to Des Moines and Des Moines is arguably the same size as Austin. Million people just about, right? In, so, yeah. in Des Moines, yeah, we're, we're a million, maybe two here. So, but generally the same size. You go to a bar in Des Moines and you sit down, you have to see, and, and God bless. <laughs> I love this, these guys movement. And of course I can't fast forward through this. I should have planned this better. This is where it's like, Hey, guess who's else getting a free advertisement? Fucking movement. I'm going to tag movement in this and be like, listen, guys, at least, That's at funny, least yeah. do Grandy's podcast. All right. Get him a watch so we can see right. how long he's on the ice. So he doesn't freeze his asshole off. Uh, no, man. What is going on? I like how it's on mute too. And they're just like, we understand it, mute. We don't do mute for fucking commercials. All it, right? That is freaking that's, I guess that's smart on their end. <laughs> I mean, it's super smart on their end. Yeah, it they're like, really mute, mute this, assholes. <laughs> and, then, and then they're looking at me, they're like, why is the, every, every listener's like, why is the volume down? Because I'm not trying to give these assholes commercials while I'm still talking louder. So now my whole house hears me talk, and they're like, why is dad yelling? Well, dad's not yelling. <laughs> I forgot where I was going with my Des Moines thing, except for that no. it's an awesome place. It, it, no, and, you, I think you're, you're, you're definitely right. I mean, something about the small it still has like you say a local small it's growing like i mean i think they said ankeny which is a suburb of des moines it's like yeah. north of it's north of here it's like one of the fastest growing cities in america at one point i think it was last year they said that was like one of the fastest growing and it is i mean it really is growing i mean when i moved back here i was like holy cow so many things have changed but you still have that vibe like you were saying that it's still a small town still um still local and but you're right the the food scene is amazing here you get and you know a lot of people come here and they do want to move here and you know start a business because actually i think des moines is one of the best number one cost of living is amazing i lived in california northern california fucking <laughs> sucks man and the cost of living was it's literally i mean when i say it was 10 times what it is here it probably is about 10 times so and i would say more if you want to buy a house right yeah i mean okay yeah if you look if you go to northern california where i used to live my house was you know i, I had a nice house we we, we had a maybe a three bedroom. It was the okay house, three bedroom, two, two baths, whatever, right? Just regular home, right? Mm -hmm. Over there, it was like $800,000 back yeah. then. So this is, this is, it's probably over a million or whatever by now, but it was just a regular home. Nothing extravagant wasn't a freaking mansion. You come to Iowa, you come to Des Moines, Iowa. If you have $800,000 to spend on a house, you will get a mansion, man. I mean, I You're shit gonna... you not. Have you seen that? I just saw it on Yahoo. I was scrolling through the news uh, earlier today and it's like, oh, most expensive house in Kansas, $11 million. And I'm sure people in California are like, two bedroom, two bath? What do we got going on here? What's, what do we, is there an ocean view? Like, what do we have? Yeah. And it's, like, it's an 11,000 square foot house. It has four pools. It has scuba so that you can swim under the house through all these tunnels and get lost in these caverns and tunnels. It has private wine rooms and private grottos underneath <laughs> all the different, it's like, I'm like, 
how much? They're like 11. I'm like, babe, listen, I'm not saying it's a good investment. I'm just saying if we win the lotto, this is what we're buying. (laughs) Because it's ridiculous. I mean, you put that house in Austin, Texas. It's a $50 million house. You put it in Miami. Stop. But there's something about that Midwest. You know, it's, it's, I've worked so much with so many, with not so many, with, with so many companies and then a, a small group of VCs that call that Midwest, you know, the, 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 um, the IOT and the dirty corridor, the dirty tech corridor, right? Where it is, you've got technology focusing on fishing lures like you're doing, right? You've got, you've, mm-hmm. you've got this thing where if you were honest and you wanted to launch your company you have now in San Francisco, the funding you would have to get to get it off the ground so you could keep your house, keep food on the table, you know, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. The funding and stuff you would have to get is ridiculous. Yeah. And also, guess what? It's not resonating. You know why? Because you're in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. What are you? Are you you some bay fisher? That's all you are, right? But there's a thing about the, the tactical nature of Oh, I'm in Des Moines. Oh, we have this, we have this plethora of fish. We have these, you know, all of these things that we can do, all of these ideas, you know, everything. Oh, and I'm your resource for custom. Right. I mean, it is, it is the adventure. I think that 99% of fishermen have gone on that are average fishermen, right? They just they go out and fish on the weekends or every other weekend, right? Or yeah. you're going to go camping. Hey, I got the lures. We're going to go fish they now have a resource they've never had before a voice they've never had before and that's pretty fucking cool i mean it is to bring things because people get mad if i don't bring things back to the movie but it really is you look at the journey of jean claude right (laughs) and his training and you know you didn't have to watch someone get paralyzed to realize but you got paralyzed yourself in the fact of oh i maybe i don't pick the best colors on the custom lures when you know tom and montana What's blue and I picked in purple. All right, good to know. But you also had the humility to be like, fuck it. I am your corridor to success. Yep. And I'm not going to impede your success. And that level of humility and insight, uh, it makes me wonder who taught you that. Because yeah. that's taught. I mean, that's not, it's very rare that someone says, I woke up and just said, I've got humility now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> definitely true man this oh man I'm, you know i was just looking look how young he is man holy mm. shit I, so a lot of people I, I don't know how old your listeners are I, it's I bet all you, over you, man but I, we've they, got people in the philippines russia france canada i bet uh, you yeah the younger ones are probably like Dude, he's so old. Yeah, who the hell is this guy? He's so old. People don't realize. I think this uh, this this might have been what in, but the mid '90s or maybe early '90s or so. I think. I, I want to say Kickboxer was '89, '89. Yeah. So late, early night. So just so people, I mean, the younger listeners, you guys have to understand between about '88 to '93, Jean Claude Van Damme was the shit. He was. There were two, right? There was him. It was a real him. martial artist, and there was Steven Seagal, the guy who slapped you, <laughs> who ran with loose wrists, and oh, a ponytail, boy. and then all he did was pick your boogers and slap your face. Oh man, yeah. I'm so disrespectful. Some people, you know what? This is the thing, though. I mean, everybody's got to go back and watch some of these movies. I mean, Jean Claude Van Damme. I mean, Kickboxer. 
amazing. You got it's a cla- it's a cult classic for a reason. Um, but you're right, Steven Seagal back in the day. Oh my gosh, you watched that guy. It was hilarious. Um, but it was for some reason. I think in the early '90s, everybody was so into this martial arts um, genre. For some, you know, they were really into it. It just bloomed. Well, we had we had three stages of it, right? We had the '60s, and we had Bruce Lee coming in. True. Right? We had some things happening there in the '70s, and then we had Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Right? I mean, yeah. the, the the original badass. You know, uh, he really was. Yeah. And then you had the '80s coming in, right? And that still carried Chuck Norris. And they got we got Rambo, we got Sylvester Stallone. We kind of got this military mm-hmm. fighting, and then Chuck Norris is like, "Hey, I can be Rambo and Bruce Lee at the same time." And as that was wearing thin on people, hmm. then we got into some real excitement with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then, and then all of a sudden you had Steven Seagal pop in. And in between that, you had some really fucked up weird movies. You had Jim Cotta. Yeah. He was a gymnastics champion, but he also liked to kick people in the face. Right? <laughs> I remember that. That, that, was a, that was one of the worst, greatest movies ever. I, I know. Okay, so you guys got to go look that up. uneven bars. It's in the street where they were hang drying their clothes <laughs> and he's doing a routine that Simone Biles was like that's pretty good the German judge gave you a nine and he still fucked up like 19 people it's <laughs> hilarious very true man you know what you know I, I'm gonna go back and watch a lot of <laughs> 90s movies after I watch this one now because it, it it's it is so bad, but damn, it was so good at the same time, man. It's so weird. Oh, it's so good because you know the the whole thing about it is, and I think you know it's it's a part of where the country was at, yeah, and what we were overcoming, right? And we're going to get another wave of these movies. I we're going to so. get another wave of them, and uh, what that's going to be is is how do you overcome, right? So, in in everything that's going on, you know the the, the cool thing about what what where I think people miss the boat especially now in COVID and the election. You know, oh, this person wins, it's bad. This person wins, it's bad. This person wins, it's great. This person wins, you know, everyone's got their point, but they're missing a bigger picture. One, the person who sits in that chair is one person. And if you think that person governs you, you're fucking crazy. You better vote a little stronger for your mayor, your city council, and your local representatives. You better vote a lot harder for them because those are the people that fucking matter. And those are also the people you have access to. So that's one. Two, you can't talk about the demise of this country to China or Russia with one simple factor. Show me the millions of people every year that illegally try to get into Russia and China to celebrate, to celebrate one thing, their brain, and to celebrate who they are that they just want to be them. They just want to be themselves. They want to be loved and they want to be respected for who they are and what they do. No one is trying to get into Russia so they can do that. It just, it's not happening. It's not. And it doesn't happen for a lot of reasons. And the number one reason is, is that culture is not built on that. So until the day we stop getting lines of trying to break into this country, let alone the lines of millions of people that are, that are legally trying to come through, until that stops, I'm not worried. Now, are there other things you can be worried about? Absolutely, 100%. But generally speaking, as two entrepreneurs talking, 
there's nothing more exciting than living in a country where you're challenged every day by business, every day by family and who you are. Oh, then there's a million fucking people breathing down your neck ready to come take your goddamn job if you don't do it good enough. That's a cool, cool environment, in my humble opinion. That's a thing that, 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 that allows us to push, that says to you, I'm not just going to sell fishing stuff online. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast on a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast on a podcast on a podcast because this is fun. It's engaging and it's getting my word out. Mm-hmm. Who is that driven somewhere else? And then, you know, my final thing is always, it's like every country I've been to, whether I've flown into China, Thailand, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, you know, uh, France, England, um, missing countries, they're all great. But, I'll, but I always remind people, name the last great company that came out of China. Hmm. Name the last great car company that came out of Russia or clothing brand or beer. I mean, just, just go ahead. I'm waiting. Often copied, never duplicated. If we keep being entrepreneurs, if we keep doing, if we keep making the fight, if we keep running with meat on our shorts as the dogs chased after us, the dogs of war come after us, if we keep kicking the buildings, if we keep fighting hard, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah. Right? Because guess what? We're in the environment we want to be in. We're in the environment that says that. Oh, here we go. We're going to college now. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got, so hold on. We got a college thing here. So I got to ask, where'd you go to college? Because now someone's getting ripped off on student loans. So I don't know what that means, but. Um, I have, yeah, I highly recommend don't go to college. I mean, no, I'm not saying, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, I went to Iowa State and um, I'm a huge Iowa Hawkeye fan, obviously. Um, okay. But, and I'll tell you this right now, um, not a single thing I learned at college helped me in my life in regards to any of my careers Dude. or anything. And, and, and the reason, this is the thing, I was in sales for almost 20 odd years after I was done with school. So I was in, call, I was in sales for 20 odd years and then I flipped over to supply chain. So I did a lot of supply chain with John Deere. Um, I did, I'm, I'm, I'm still working actually supply chain with all the hospitals here called at unity point health down here in central Iowa and everything. So I do all the, you know, the contracts and stuff. And, and then I started my own business and I'm just like, in reality, none of this shit that I, that I'm doing now or done before was ever learned in college. Now, not saying don't go to college and, and, and you, you know, or else you won't be, you'll be successful without going to college. It's just, I think we uh, were raised to believe that if you go to college, you can be, you're going to be successful no matter what. And you're going to be do this and do that. And you're going to be happy at the end of the day. I, I mean, cause I, I have a um, a thing I, I talk to my wife all the time. We we have this. I wouldn't say argument, but we have this discussion because you know my wife. Hold on, hold on one second. Because you're saying something important, and fucking Applebee's is just. Folks, I apologize. We're going to figure something else out on this. Um, <laughs> I think what we're going to do is they're they're throwing a lot of commercials at us. Tubi, I get it. Free movie. Fucking Amazon, if they would have it available, I just Venmo you two ninety nine. <laughs> I avoid this bullshit. What are we at here? Hold on. I'm going to see something here. Um, I don't know. What, it doesn't say your ad will break after this. 
we're going to do, here's what we're going to do moving forward, folks. We're going to bullshit and I'm going to make fun of ads until we get back to our stuff here. All right. So back at it now, the commercials are over and I'm going to, we're going to have to, I'm going to figure out, I'm actually going to have to do some work and edit on this one, not knowing the commercials, but um, back to going to college. So you're yeah. talking about college because I, I just, I don't want that to be talked over because I think it's very important. And um, yeah. so you I, went to Iowa state. Yeah. I went to Iowa state. Um, it was, school wasn't for me, man. At the end of the day, I didn't graduate. It wasn't for me. And then, <gasps> and, and it was like, you? you know, but the thing was, I wasted so much money and time and I wasted so much money and time on my parents. Cause so you have to understand I'm a second generation. Am I second generation? See, somebody's got a fact check on this shit. Okay. So my, my parents, my parents immigrated back in 75. So they're not born right. You know, they, they came here to, to the United States in 75. I was mm-hmm. born here in 80. So I don't know if that's considered second or first generation. I think it's second generation. I'm not sure. Or first generation immigrant. I don't know. But anyways. I think you're, if you are born U.S. citizen, you're yes. first generation, generation immigrant, immigrant. You're second okay. generation family. Okay. That's, Does that make sense? Holy crap. I think you might have just cleared that up. I think you're right. I think that's pretty damn close. I think that's right. So that's me. And, you know, coming from a very strict Asian household, um, that's, that's all they talked about. You know, you go... You're going to go to school and either you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, or whatever, the engineer. You got those three choices, okay? So mm-hmm. that's what I had. That was it. But the thing was, my father, as much as, you know, he pushed education, all that stuff, um, he was a fucking entrepreneur himself. And that was a great, you know, he, you know, he, like, so he came to the country not speak, speaking a lick of English, learn the language himself, learn how to, you know, raise his own family, raise us, um, get us educated start his own businesses, you know, own several motels and everything throughout his whole life. And, and, and just, you know, he was an entrepreneur. And I think he realized that he built that in, in, inside of me. And, you know, it's like, you know what, maybe school just wasn't for him. He never, when I, I know it broke their hearts a bit, but when I was like, no, I'm done with school. It's just not for me. And that's when I moved out to California and I just had to kind of find myself, but I was always good talking. I was always good meeting people, you know, and just communication. And I was good at sales. I was definitely good at that. And I got into that. I think any entrepreneur, any business, you know, person, I mean, you want to go to school, you can, or you just want to learn, learn through experience. I, I mean, I learned so much through all my years of just going and uh, of becoming a salesperson and just, you know, different avenues. Um, I, I learned way so much more through that than I ever did in school. I mean, what I learned in school was how fast could I do, uh, you know, a keg stand or how long I can do a keg stand or how much, how much beer I can drink in one night, you know, without vomiting and you know what I'm saying? That's what I learned in college. I hate to say it. I mean, all that, that's just the way it was for me. Um, in, you know, the crazy thing was in elementary school, middle school, high school, dude, I, I graduated top three. I, education was, I was fine. I could, if I put my mind to it, I would have been fine. Sure. It just, it just didn't make me happy. So that was the biggest thing that I realized, like, fuck, man, school, was, it just wasn't for me. I could have graduated if I would have just put half the effort. In reality, if you put half the effort, you can graduate from college. But yeah. that was the thing. But it, but it doesn't make who you are. And that's, that's where I kind of realized that. And then um, I just started my career. I go, fuck it. I'm just going to go learn sales. Maybe I can just be a great salesman. And, and I was good. I was great at it. Um, but then I got to a point, like I said, 20 years into it. I, then I got married. I have had a daughter. My first daughter, I was like, fuck, I want to learn the other side. 
learned the other side of, of not sales, but being a buyer. So the supply chain. So I learned that for about five years. And then from that point, I've always had ideas of what I want to do, start my own bit. I've always wanted to, I've always, I just never had, honestly, I just never had the balls to fucking take that leap. And sure. that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing about entrepreneurs. They don't teach that shit at school. So by the way, when you go to school, they don't teach you that you're going to have to suck it up and you're going to most likely fail. You're going to suck at it at the beginning if you're going to start your own business and everything. But that is the best way you learn. That's the best education that anybody can give you is when you start your own business and you suck at it. Because yeah, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, because you don't want to suck again. <laughs> so you learn from it and you get better. And I think I, I've learned so much. And I, you know, the thing is, like you're saying, college, it's just one of those so expensive. I don't even know how it got so damn expensive in my, in my opinion. Um, but it's just so, there's a lot of bureaucracy, obviously, in regards to bureaucracy and, you know, the, uh, the government running student loans, there yep. is a, there's yep. a thing that happens where there's uh, theoretically free money and, and that money allows for more pay and allows for a lot of things to change. Yep. But <clears throat> touching back on something real quick is, uh, the humility of understanding and, and, the, and the grace of being able to, to, to adapt and make changes. How much of watching your dad do hotels and own own businesses and work hard for you and and having not just grace but but patience the patience of learning a new language mm-hmm. of learning a new culture well at the same time i'm assuming keeping his culture as well and and you know not losing a part of himself mm-hmm. how much of that has impacted who you are today and the dad you are today thousand percent so my father he when when he passed away um unexpectedly young he was 56 um but i you know the crazy thing is while he was i took him for granted so you you, when i say that not in a bad way i took it for granted of what he taught me so i didn't realize what he was like you were just saying i never realized what he installed in me the entrepreneurship of myself Mm -hmm. i never realized what he taught me like you were just saying how to raise a family, how to be responsible, how to take care of your family, how, how to also love them and support them, no matter how pissed off you are at your child or whoever it should be. Um, the, the shit he taught me was amazingly priceless. I didn't realize it until he passed. And then everything like you were just saying, he came here first job. So a lot of people, you know, wondering what was the first job my father came, he came, he was a bagger for a grocery store. That's the first oh, you job. mean he didn't just run hotels? There you go. You know what I'm saying? So he came here, and this is the thing. He came here legally. <laughs> I, I'm big on that, too. He came here legally and didn't speak a lick of English, but became a citizen and a legalized citizen because, you know, there were refugees when my parents first came in. And like I said, he, got a, he, he didn't speak the language, got a job doing that, learned the language himself. Crazy thing, saved enough money bought his own truck. So he, he had a trucking business at one point. So he saved all that money and then he bought motels and he, and to see him go through all that. And then still, like I said, he had to learn, you don't how the hell he never went to college to learn how to uh, keep, you know, accounting of, of businesses, you know, you know, profit loss, marketing sales, all that shit. He learned himself. So that, this was a thing. And he installed that shit in me um, when I was, pro- and I realized this uh, 
probably about a year or two years ago. He installed, because when I was like maybe eight, nine, 10 years old, they had these motels, right? And my, my father, what he did was, okay, Grandy, you're in charge of all the pop machines. So you refill all the pop machines, you get the money, you calculate it, count it out. This is what we pay for it. I was just like, fuck. But I got to keep whatever money that I did on those pop machines, right? So I select, you know, I counted it, I refilled it, I did that in the candy machines. I was like, whatever, this sucks, dad. But then at the end of the day, he gave me the money, what was collected from the pop machines and the candy machines, okay? And he showed, this is what it costs. So I'm going to take away what we, whatever you, I give you here, I'm going to take away uh, for the cost of it. I didn't realize this. So at back then, so he was teaching me profit, you know, this is, this is the cost of your product. You're selling it at this. This is the profit Whoa. margin. I was nine, 10, 11 years old. I don't know. I literally two years ago, I thought back, I'm like, holy fucking shit. I had no idea that I don't, th I don't know if he meant to do, you know, install that in me or not, but it was just a teaching moment that I realized, holy crap. Okay. So this is the cost profit, you know, at the age of nine and 10 years old, I was just doing that. Um, but and there's then, people who don't run businesses today that understand that they're like money yeah. came in and then they spend it yeah. and they're like, shit, we got to buy more yeah. stuff for the vending machine. It doesn't <laughs> auto refill the fuck out of here. It's very true. And you know, but yeah, what he installed, I mean, what my father till this day and how he raised me, my, my older sisters, it was just two of us. Um, and how the amount of love and effort that he put into us, cause he wasn't like a, this is a thing. Cause there's a lot of, if you have any Asian listeners, they, they'll know, especially if they're in my shoes or even a little bit older, our parents are very strict. It's just one of those things. It's just culture wise. Mm -hmm. Asian parents are very, very strict all about school and education. My dad was that to a certain degree, but he never, ever, it was, it was never, I never felt a cold shoulder, if that makes sense from him, because a lot of Asian parents, you know, um, they're so strict that they have a cold shoulder. They don't, they don't, sh they don't even hug their children. You know yeah, what I they're mean? Like, they, they're like, Hey, I'm not your fucking friend. I'm your parent. <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. You got shit to pick up. Yes. And, <laughs> But luckily, my, my father was a little bit of that, but not at, not, especially towards the end. Um, I didn't really, obviously, we never realized it was, it, it, he had a heart attack and he passed. It was just unexpected. But I would say the last 10 years that I got to spend with him, uh, I mean, we, we, were, we were like best friends. It was crazy at the end there because I was, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s, we would golf together, but I would learn so much from him. Uh, in those last 10 years and really bond with him. Um, but then, like you said, I, I realized how to become a better person and a better father because it's crazy. Uh, all the little stuff that he installed in me, I, I never realized that you take it for granted in a way until it's kind of gone. It sucks, but it also makes me realize, ah, that's why he did that. And that's, and I think like you're saying, it made me a better business person. I think it really made, I think having him install all those little things. And this is a crazy thing. I was 14, 13, 14, 15 years old. He got me into the, um, oh, this is probably one of the greatest parts of the movie, by the way. So everybody's watching. So this is a, a on kickboxer. He's got the suspender. He's got the suspenders tank top, which yeah. is, I've never seen it before. I'm assuming they ship that in for JV, the oh, CD. Right. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm a JCBD. I'm, I'm assuming they shipped that into him with those pleated pants. Oh my I, God. Call, I call it the accordion. Where's my pocket? There's my pocket. 
right? It's just like, yeah. it's like, it's not there, it's not there, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to change that. This is the greatest part. No, it's no. like, his, this dance scene, okay. It, this is how, it, this is where Trump learned to dance. Yeah. Watch Trump oh dancing. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, guys, so this is the thing. If anybody, if you don't want to watch the full damn movie, just skip to the part where he's at the bar. Jean-Claude Van Damme 50, dancing. 55 minutes in, 55 minutes in, party people. And I shit you not, this will this this will change your guys' life in regards to dancing and regards to oh and, my god. And here's what I'm thinking too. Look at this outfit. I'm just saying, you, me, Sean, in our different locations, Halloween next year. This is our outfit. <laughs> oh boy. Amen. And you find the suspender tank top. Holy crap. I mean, All I'm right. not going to find those muscles by then. That's for damn yeah. I mean, okay? either, man. <laughs> Sean oh, will figure out a way. He'll get on that goddamn Peloton, and all of a sudden he'll be doing curls, and he's going to look like him in six months. Like, where you guys at? What's going on? And they're like, fuck, Sean. I don't know. Yeah, so. But um, Sorry, before I, I change this, I just thought I was talking. Um, but when no, I was like 13, 14 years old, so my dad, um, he literally put me as the, the, the front desk manager. It's like, what the fuck? I was 14 years old, man. I don't know if that child labor or not back then. I don't know if I was working for my parents. But, um, yeah, this was crazy. So he put me as a front desk manager. He put me in the front desk. And I didn't even realize this either. I don't know if it was meant to on purpose or not. It helped me so much in regards to my communication skills because you're in the front desk. What are you doing? You're talking to customers every yeah. day, all day long, you know, whatever, how long my shift was or whatever, right? So I learned how to check people in. Check It's just sales, you know, dealing with the, you know, angry customers here and there or whatever. It's just one of those things where, it literally built my skill set. I didn't even realize that, you know, well, holy also, crap. Like multitasking, you're yeah. getting people from all over, the, all over the world, all different places, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, you're problem solving for them. Well, at the same time, problem solving for yourself so you can problem solve for them without them freaking out. Yeah. And then there's a computer, there's a phone ringing, there's someone else coming down. Hey, my toaster. Oh, I'm sorry, do I have one more towel? You know, it's just like 900 <laughs> things going on. You're like, it is. can you see that I've got a Karen in front of me? Can you not calm down right now? Like, oh, yeah. It, like, in, it was crazy because I was thinking, I was like, holy crap, I was 14, 15, 16, 17, before I was still high school, like early high school. So it, you know, it truly installed that skill set. Um, in me that I had no, I, I don't, I don't know if that was his goal if my father's goal or whatever the case was, but till this day, I think because of that, I am a better communicator and I'm a better mm -hmm. person in regards to business wise of dealing with, um, whether it's customers, irate, happy, whatever the case may be. I think it really helped me in regards to that. And then also it helped me in the future getting my jobs. I mean, I didn't have a college degree. You know what I'm saying? And, and yet I was still able to do really well in interviews, do very well in regards to communicating, talking to people um, and, you know, telling them my story and everything. And I think because of all that, you know, the, the, the tool chest that my father helped, you know, build for me, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I didn't need college. I'm just saying I, that, that stuff I'd never learned in, yeah, in they school. Don't have that, they don't have that in college and, and they never will. I, I wonder yeah. You know, with, with all this stuff your dad taught you and all the stuff you, uh, that, um, that you've learned and then you throw in COVID and starting a new business and there's a podcast, a new media platform, which is over the last five years is a hockey stick of just going straight up. Mm -hmm. When you look at your kids, right, and you're balancing a crazy world, multiple 
jobs that kind of fall under one umbrella of, of a profession. Uh, whereas, um, how do you how do you find balance? And then knowing that you don't have a front desk to shove your kids out on front uh, out, out to, mm -hmm. how do you try to instill and maybe add a little you know whipped cream on top of what your dad taught you? So, um, I think technology social media and content creation is barely at the beginning. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I think this is just, so this is the thing podcasting right now, me and you, we can talk probably in five to 10 years and hopefully we're going to be on the top of the pinnacle because everybody else is still trying to catch up. I, I believe pot. So podcasting in my opinion is the future of books of literature. And when I say that, Every podcast is a book, is a chapter in a book. No matter what what podcast, because you look at all the podcasts, there's so many topics that you can do and, and talk about, right? Sure. So every podcast is a chapter in somebody's book. It doesn't have to be your book, somebody else's book, whatever the case. I think the content, whether it's you know uh, creation, everything, YouTube, just the beginning. I think. Um, TikTok's just the beginning. I think uh, Instagram is growing. Facebook, okay, so all that shit. So yeah. I think that's going to grow. I think my business is based on that now, that it's going to keep growing. And in regards to my children, balance-wise, I have four. I have a, four daughters. Four? Four. I'm crazy. So I have a seven, a, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a nine-month-old. Okay. Oh. And I, and I decided to start my business and I decided to start two podcasts and I still work full time for the hospitals in regards to supply chain and I'm married happily <laughs> and it's insane. And that's okay. Because sure. I tell everybody, every entrepreneur embraces. Hold on, hold on. Every entrepreneur embraces. We're going to give a quick pause here. Yep. And I'm going to make, as the commercial goes over, I thought, you know, I was thinking in my head, we're doing this. I'm like one, my bad. To all my listeners and you, I apologize. I didn't realize we have commercials. Uh, a, B, here's the funny thing. As two gentlemen that are married, it's hilarious to watch these dating commercials. It's always hilarious to watch dating commercials. It's, it's hilarious to watch dating commercials because at the end of the day, just like college doesn't teach you about anything, let me tell you something. Swagbox isn't going to teach you how to work out better. Match isn't going to teach you how to date better. All right? I mean, this gal's like, I lost two pounds on swag books and I made $7. Listen, Bill Cosby, you need to calm down, okay? You got gift cards because you're doing dance moves. I mean, this is the funny thing. This is where I lose my mind. This is where I absolutely, I lose my mind. And people are like, I can barely hear you. There's a commercial. That's why I'm doing this, folks. <laughs> you have a legit business that's literally touching multiple touch points. That's helping people put food on the table, on on multiple levels across the way right mm -hmm. and in all of that where we've been fishing since the dawn of time in all of that <laughs> they're like yeah but have you given another billion dollars to match so people could fuck on tuesdays <laughs> <laughs> i don't you know i've got a come we've got a commercial about a dog being a food fanatic your dog's not a food fanatic you know what your dog is? It's a fucking dog. Okay? <laughs> He's a dog. Sure. You know why dogs started getting allergies? Because they're dogs. And he started giving them all sorts of crazy shit. You know, I mean, 
I'm guilty of it. I leave the house. I'm like, Alexa, put on dog jams. So my dog sits in his crate. He can listen to music, I guess. No fucking no. I'm a moron. But I think about that and all the money that goes to that dumb shit. Right? Because it's, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, you can, you, dogs are dogs. You can feed them. Right? It's the end of the day. They can do it. But come on, man. I mean, stop. You're giving billions of dollars to this and then these, these legacy industries that are actually uh, bringing people closer together, that are actually giving them uh, things to do, that are getting them in fresh air, that are all of the things that are happening, right? All of the things. You're like, yeah, that already exists. I want to create the new. You want to create the new what? Go back to the basics, back to the roots, invest back in where we are, yeah. where you are, where a majority of Americans are, where a majority of people around the world are. I mean, it's like fishing and bicycling, right? I mean, those are the two things that I think every country has kind of got on lock. They're like, yep, we got bikes. We got fish and shit. Guns for hunting, a little awkward. Bow and arrow, a little awkward. <laughs> Crossbow, hey, King Arthur, let it rest, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah very true but it's, it's i mean i don't know i i applaud your 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 um, your your patience and indulgence as i went on that rant but it is one of those things where I'm, I'm always blown away because these are from farming like there's no one there's there's no billionaire out there who's like future farmers of america just wrote him a check for a hundred million dollars <laughs> want to make sure we still get farming done right yeah. Oh, oh, wait. You guys didn't do that? No. Where'd you give a billion dollars to? <laughs> oh, well, you know, uh, I want to see if you freeze the brain. Like a, you know, I was like, but that brain's going to have nothing to eat. Hmm. <laughs> it's fucking it's crazy. It's so crazy. back to your conversations. Folks, this is going to happen a couple of times because I figured this whole commercial thing out where I get to go crazy and Granny gets <laughs> to look at me and go, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's all right. And that's all the whole right. point. All, all entrepreneurs are fucking nuts. Like I was, I was saying, we embrace the chaos. That's the whole point of it. If, yeah. Anybody who's anybody who's looking to start a business, you have to embrace the chaos. And I think, like I said, man, I got four daughters, seven and under, new oh. business, two podcasts, and it's happily just happily married and happily married. And I, and I work full time for the hospitals. I, it's, and then you're I, doing this as well. Yeah, then you're, yeah. just, you're like, oh, I got a couple of free hours. It's all right. I embrace the chaos at the end of the day. And I think, and, and you're asking, so how am I going to help, you know, my daughter? So this is the thing. I, that was my end game. When I say my end game for my business, mom, pop fishing and all my podcasts, my end game was to show my daughters when they grow up, I want them to understand, okay, content creation, number one, number two, use social media, number three, you can start a business. Like I said, you can go to college. You don't have to go to college. You can do whatever you want to do. But the biggest thing is I want you guys to do something that makes you happy. Fishing makes me happy. Beer makes me happy. So I combine the two motherfuckers together and I created beer fish fanatics. Number one, number two, I got my pop fishing and I deal with a lot of fishing and I make it, I made it to a business at the end of the day. Will I be a millionaire, billionaire? Probably not. It's fucking fishing lures, okay? And this beer, it's a podcast. Will I ever be? I, I highly doubt it. But if it makes a little bit of money on the side, if I'm happy and it, it is successful, 
I want my daughters, all four of them, to see that shit. My dad did something he loved, passionate about, and he's successful at it. I can do that. So that's where I want to, you know, install into them that do something that makes you happy. Don't, I'm not going to force anything on them. So, cause I have, you know, I, I have a lot of, you know, friends and family that has, you know, sons and daughters that they want to push them to do this. You can do this. You can be so much better at this or whatever. But I, I want to push my daughters, but not into a direction. I want to push them forward and let them choose their, their journey. If that makes sure. sense. No, and, it absolutely does. I, and, I, think, I think that's a, that's a brave that's a brave thing to do <clears throat> in this time. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's, there's so much of, of unknown yep. of where things are going to go and to give your children the freedom of a blank canvas in a world of unknown is brave. But I think it also shows the strength uh, and, uh, and the relationship you have with your wife. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, if I could be so bold to say, I mean, I would. I'll, I'll tell you this. No, no, I'll tell you this. Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife, she's completely opposite of me. <laughs> so, so, and, and that's the only way we work too. Yeah, there's no, no but that's... There's, there's no way me and my wife and I could work it. We're the same. There, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. And you're right. She's, she's a blessing in disguise because I'm so far over here that she kind of slowly brings me at least, you know, center, sure. center, centers me, I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I truly believe in having a blank cat canvas for my daughters, but also letting them fail. It's okay because I yeah, mean, if you keep scoring, lose, nah, sorry, it's okay. It's not the end of the world at the, you know what I'm saying? And, and I want, I mean, I'm not looking for them to fail, but I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking for them to get yourself back up and figure out your own way. I can't, I can't do the road for you. I can, I can show you the road, but I can't make you take it. You know what I mean? And I believe in that. And I, is it education? It might be my, maybe my first daughter is like the, a brilliant scientist one day. Maybe my second daughter is not into freaking science. Can't push her to, you know what I mean? And, you know, to do that, I let her do whatever she wants to do. But my biggest thing of all my, my daughters is that I, I, I do want them to know is that no matter what you decide to do, you got to go all in on it, love it and do it and live it and be happy about it. But don't, don't sit here and gripe that this sucks. If it sucks then go do something else that makes you happy. But if you're going to do that, you better fucking put a hundred percent into that though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Finish. Did you fall? Yeah. Well, did you fall, you know, going forward or did you fall coming backwards because you're scared shit? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm that type of person. Like if you're going to fall, my dad always told me, if you're going to fall, fall forward. Don't yeah. fall backwards. You fall backwards, you don't see what you're falling into. If you fall forward, at least you know what the hell you're, you know, you may suck, you may fail, but at least fall forward, roll, get back up, go again. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, he taught me. And I, I want to teach my kids that. And hopefully, same thing with this damn movie. You know, he sucked. Remember, he's training. He, you know, he, he couldn't do the splits. Jean Claude Van Camp couldn't do the splits. No, he can't. He couldn't beat anybody up for the longest time, got great training and kept going. But that was the thing. He kept going, you know, in a way, a lot of these type of movies kind of, it replicates life in a way, you know, you keep going. You don't just stop. Do you not, I mean, do you see like, and I'll use your example of you got one daughter and let's, you know, one daughter, she said, she might be a great scientist. Mm -hmm. 
do you not do you also see like that thing of where you and your wife because you're different but because you still approach the same end goal of them just being happy and their success is is that is is the idea of oh wait she solved problem x y and z but maybe she solved problem x y and z not just because she's smart because smart is one thing Mm-hmm. You know, smart is knowing that a tomato's a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in the fucking fruit salad. Right? And so mm-hmm. you've got a kid that's got smart and wisdom from both parents coming in from different angles, strong education, strong entrepreneurism. And let's say she, one of your daughters becomes a scientist. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, she looks at a problem and everyone else is running A or B, one or two concourses. And she's like, that's one concourse. And I'm like, no, no, it's A or B. And she goes, no, it's not. It's a concourse. And let me tell you why, and solves that problem. Do you, do you ever like grab your wife at the end of the night, school's done, you're sitting back and you go, hey, this, this little, whirlwind this little fucking weird tornado in the middle of des moines where it's fishing and podcasts and education and understanding and entrepreneurism and my dad's influence my mom's influence your parents influences denver's influences the mile high air the humidity of i mean everything just put your arm around her and go this chaos this No kid has a better opportunity to succeed without this chaos. Like you've created something awesome. Just grab her and just hold her and be like, you know what we did? Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, um, Jason, I'd have to say, yeah. I see I see it in my, okay, so this is the thing. I, I mean, you I have see four, my smile and just the way yeah. I, mean, I talk about it and because I love it. I, the, my four daughters, you can see... Uh, the strengths of each person. You can see mm-hmm. the difference that, you know, they're completely different. It's insane. It's like you come from the same parents, you come from the same fucking DNA, but they're four completely different um, people and they have different strengths, different weaknesses. But yeah, no, my first daughter, my oldest daughter, seven years old, she's fucking on an unbelievable, in regards to her like reading ability, math ability, she's, she's really skyrocketed. It's and the thing is, I don't. I'm not a typical Asian parent that sits there and you know, bust. I don't even really sit there and teach her shit. I let her. I want her to learn herself. And if I if I, if you need help, I'll help. Whatever, sure. I'll help explain. She is beyond in regards to her reading ability, math ability. I don't sit here and push her though because I I, I don't want to be that parent because I still want her to enjoy being a seven year old. I don't need. And let's and let's be honest. Let's be real honest. She's going to take those AP courses and you don't want yeah. her to think that you understand AP math or history. And that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but you're right. Cause uh, you know, the funny thing is um, my wife and I, we do, we sit there and we'd like, damn, this girl is very, she's brilliant. Like, I mean, my, I really say that in a way that it, it blows me away. 
and like you were just saying all the chaos came together it, it in a way like i can see it, the funny thing is i can see my father in her i can see Ooh. my wife's father in in her i can see myself in her i can see my what's wife that, what's that like to see your dad and and i i asked that because and i'll tell you why um so i wasn't um my dad and i they, my mom and dad were divorced when i was very young so they okay. weren't that close Mm-hmm. Uh, then my mom, she really liked getting married. <laughs> that was a great idea. So I had like an Eastern Montana cowboy who, you know, kind of taught me how to fight. Uh, okay. And by the meantime, how to fight, he took me to bars and would just tell people, hey, that kid said he fucked your wife. And then some guy would oh, shit out of me. <laughs> and to me, he'd be like, you got to work on your hand speed. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Oh I'm 15 in a bar having Budweiser's. I didn't realize this was fight school. <laughs> right. But yeah, you know, so, and then you go through and you look back and I realize, like, I mean, I take these years now to try to have a relationship with my dad. Okay. Uh, I take these years now when I look at stepdads that are alive versus stepdads that have passed away. And I, and I think, okay, well, what is, what does that look like? You know, how do, how do I rekindle that a little bit? Mm-hmm. But then also there's a, there's, a, there's a strange piece that goes, man, I don't see, because I don't know my parents that well. Mm-hmm. So I don't see my parents in my kid. I see me, but what's weird is I only see my flaws. Like I see the things where I'm really, I'm like, oh man, that's yeah. fucking me. And I gotta, I gotta figure out how to just give it a little curveball in there, right? Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't wanna, I don't, I'm not, I don't wanna get mad at her for my DNA inside of her, right? Yeah. But I wonder, because I don't know, if you can explain it for other people that don't know, what's it like to see your dad inside your kids? What does that feel like? I mean, what does that bring to you? I, people are like, we're watching fucking Kickboxer. Why are you talking about this? <laughs> right? Harry met Sally for sure. Get in. God damn it. <laughs> I, <laughs> hilarious dude. um you know it's very um what's that word i'm looking for um surreal okay um to see it's not a how, pivot i'm kidding sorry yeah <laughs> it's a genetic thing that you pass down to your daughter that you didn't expect to because it came from your father, you know what sure. I'm saying? And just see that trait in her or him or, you know, whatever your offspring is, it's definitely surreal, especially when you're, you know, being close to my father. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like, what the fuck? Because there's no way she will learn that without, you know what I mean? Because she never met yeah. him, first of all. So it's like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, my father, see, that was a crazy thing. My father passed when I was, when my wife was pregnant literally with our first daughter and they didn't have no grandchildren so they were super excited and we actually see this is i don't know how life works but this is a crazy thing is because my parents hold on hold on hold on to that because we, I, I do i do not want to miss that in any way <laughs> shape or form and we have commercials coming in for for now football yeah football. i do not want to miss out on on that piece because i think one it's 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 highly crucial and then two okay. um i don't want in any way, shape, or form, some background commercial. Gotcha. No, no, no worries. Like, I can't email <laughs> Tubi. Can Tubi can you just give me some commercial-free shit? Amazon, talk to me. 
<laughs> get this movie available, you assholes. I can rent anything on Amazon except for <laughs> movies I want to. <laughs> but uh, no, so I really I want to focus on that uh, Sam's uh, commercials. While the commercials are playing, I wonder in this crazy world, I remember, oh, look, we're already back. Look at this, we're breaking glass again. We're gonna get some violence in a hot second. But before we get some violence and really talk about some crazy, let's get back to this. So you have this thing where your dad has passed before he can see yeah. his first grandkid. So yeah. You your mom who can, who can celebrate. Yes. And a, a little this, bittersweet, right? It, it was super bittersweet because yeah. so okay so my my parents they've always wanted grandchildren my my oldest uh my oldest older daughter or older my older sister um she was never able to to, to conceive and this was the very first my, my oldest daughter was the very first grand she's the very first grandchild and the thing was we we my wife and I tried for like a long time and it finally happened. So we we're super excited. And, you know, obviously my wife didn't want to jinx it. Should we tell anyone? Should we tell anyone? We're like, she, she really wanted to wait. Right. Before we mm -hmm. told anybody. Um, it was so weird though. Cause I told my wife, I go, you know what? We're almost on a safe time zone. What I think is after the first trimester or whatever yep. the hell that, that whatever the, I think the dates are on that. Um, but I was like, you know what? Can we just tell my parents that, you know, cause her parents have many grandchildren. So they, they, they're obviously they knew they're excited, but my parents have never been grandparents. So I was like, can we just tell them real quick? Right. It's like, fuck it. Sure. Go ahead. Let's, let's just tell them. And I told my, my parents, I told my father and my mother, super excited. Um, and the sad thing was, like I just said, my father literally passed away a week and a half after we told them. And we weren't oh, getting to but, tell him. But hold on, but you told him. We told him. So he actually no, got, got a goosebumps up and down my yeah. spine. See, brother. okay. So this is the, yeah. It, it, and this is the thing is like, they've always wanted grandchildren. And my father, it, it, it was, I don't know how it works, but it was just weird. Like my wife and I just talked one night, like, you know, we wanted to be safe. We tried so hard, so long you know she didn't want to jinx anything but i was like let's just tell my parents because they they've been waiting so long to have a grandchild and i told him soup they, they were so excited my my parents my father was just beyond excited and he's one of those he he he's a hard ass but he's also has a big heart and he was super excited and then like i said a week and a half after it was like it was insane it just kind of happened and you know but like you're saying at least we got the opportunity to tell him um, at least he knew in a, in a sense that he was going to be a grandfather and it just sucks though. You know, and it I, seems I like he still knows, right? I, I mean, when I you're seeing so. your, when you're seeing your daughters in him, right. Then, 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 yep. then he knows. Right? I feel that I, I, till this day, I feel that every day that I think, you know, um, he knows and he's, he's in them, you know, it's in some weird form or another, he's in all four of my daughters one way. And I I see, uh, like I said, little traits that, how the hell you know i can see it in them that it's like my dad's like what the fuck man it's just so weird but you know it's like you're saying it's it's very surreal um i love it i think that's the whole point of life man those so all the shit that we're going through in our in the u.s all that bullshit you know whether it's political whether any shit that's going on the pandemic and all this whole shit of chaos that's going on um till this day 
I wake up and I see those four faces and it, it puts shit into perspective that that shit ain't that important or that, you know what I'm saying? It's I hate not. to say it. It's, it's, it, at the end of the day, that's not that. That's what's important. When I see the pure innocence of those four girls that wake up, that I have an opportunity to, to help mold them to be good human beings. And that's, that, that's what I take, you know, like my, my soul whole heart that I, I want them to be good people, good humans. And, um, man, that's, like I said, and that's, that's why I built this whole thing. Cause I want them, I want them to see that you can do it. Just do what makes you happy, but just be good people about it. And that's my goal, man. Dude. I love that, man. I really do. As, as a father of a daughter, um, you know, and she, you know, daughters know how to push dad's buttons in a special oh, yeah. way, in a oh, very yeah. special way, right? Very special but, way. The idea of of setting that precedence of 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 following what you love, your passions. I mean, I, I get a lot of heat from people. It was so funny. My friend Vanessa, she's an actress. She uh, she posted this thing on fucking social. I, I sent her a text, and I and I got to remember, like Vanessa, you send Vanessa a text. She's like, I really like that. Boop, I'm putting it up on social media, <laughs> and I put a thing up there, and I was like because she had created a post i don't know about language and what words kids can use and adults and what words you shouldn't use and everything right mm -hmm. and uh i just replied to her i said hey man loved your observation of course you know with your son Cass, and you got mc you got all this stuff the only word my daughter is not allowed to say is can't now there are caveats obviously to shit fuck damn hell all the other things right mm -hmm. i'm like can we not say him at school because dad yeah. gets in trouble like i'm the only one that gets in trouble when you're in line at chick-fil-a with mom and you go can these fucking people just move <laughs> dad gets in trouble like <laughs> this, is, these are, this is the thing that that dad gets in trouble with. but the only thing i don't want is for her to say can't the only thing I, you know and and you you look at this this movie like you never want to raise a daughter this way right you never want to throw her up to a jungle and learn how to fight and you know and you're rubbing your hands in glass and there's sap and there's just weird shit and there's smoke and oh, god knows what but here's the one thing neither one of those two fighters have ever said can't hmm. right here's the one thing they haven't done very true. They've won, they've lost. You've won and lost. I've won and lost. But at the end of the day, win or lose, to your point of your dad's very, very wise words of fall forward. If you if you're gonna fall, please fall forward. Yeah. Come on, man. Just fall forward. But if you can fall forward, right, and you remove the cant man and then you think about you know the extra hurdles that you know, obviously women go through in society mm. right and the assumptions and everything else that comes with that and you remove can't off the table you embrace help you embrace whatever structure they need right and you just move forward dude you know better than i you got four i got one <laughs> the confidence when they come home i remember my uh my little girl she had some friends over and they weren't listening to her i said hey don't run around the pool don't do this she comes in crying they're running around the pool i'm like tell them to stop i did they told me i can't boss them around i was like oh okay i'll go out there she's like no 
<laughs> I'll figure it out. I was like, all right, so this is the game we play. But the game we play is, at what point now do you need that? Because it used to be I would just step in with a hammer. Mm. Right? And I mean, she was bullied at school once. The average person goes and talks to someone. I called every one of my friends at every local news agency in Austin, Texas, and had them call because I got the superintendent for all of AISD. I got his cell phone number and I gave it to all of them. So they're like, why is a five-year-old being bullied? Well, it stopped. So she has courage and understanding, no, I can stop something. Mm-hmm. However, she's also terrified at how I saw things. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Captain Extremes. Can we narrow, can we narrow the Grand Canyon at certain points, right? My poor wife's just like, she just wants, you know, she's like, hey, let's not piss the teacher off. Let's not make the principal mad. Like there's other ways to do this. Yeah. It, and I was like, sure, I guess, you know, but I think that's the, 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 the beautiful two paths of, of having an entrepreneur and, uh, and a structured person in your life, right? And then yep. the kids around them that they're going to get the best of both worlds. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a great thing. You know, and I know people have, they listen and they, they you know, they start, we start this podcast and we're talking about kickboxer and we're talking about fishing and drinking beers. And I don't want to lose that moment, but also I don't want to lose the moment or the importance of the fact quite simply that folks, the reason we're not just passionate about this because there are kids that we're talking about. This is quite legitimate. This is our future in a lot of ways. And you can raise a future of boys and girls that say, I can't do it. And I can't believe that person beat me and who kept score this way and blah, blah. You know, they can have complaints. There's three famous lines in this house. Complaint jars full. Listening matters. Manners matter. I'm out after that. I don't need any more after that, right? I just don't. But if you don't have those things, then it doesn't matter to your point, election, COVID, anything else. Nothing else matters and it shouldn't matter because you've got a kid that can't order a fucking hamburger if someone says, no, we don't have that. And that's tragic in my humble opinion, right? I mean... It's, it's fun to, to see that. And also it's really fun to hear your dad's influence, you know, and seeing that because that memory lives and resonates and homes a little bit more with you, you know, than than it probably ever did before. But then also, you know, you've got four. Yeah. It's insane. I'm insane. Dude, Dude, more than insane. I'm telling you, man, it's like everybody looks at me like, dude, what are you? You know, I don't know, man. It's just. Do they like, do they, do they like to fish? Do any of them like to fish or do all they, of them like to fish? The first, uh, the two oldest um, go with me. I would say the the oldest right now loves to fish the most. The other, it, They're still at that age where it's still it, it, two minutes in or three, even 45 seconds in. Dad, where's the fish? Like, hey, Dad, okay, I honey. thought we were fishing. Oh, yeah. I'm like girls hold on but it's just they're still at that age I, they want pure action they want to catch fish right away sure it's one of those uh, but they do love it they're they're actually pretty damn good at it at their age they, i mean they can cast like 
like no other with, you know, like I don't even have to really help them. They can do all that stuff. It's just the attention span, but just like anybody, I mean, anybody else at that age, they're just like, if it doesn't happen in one minute. Yep. Their attention span kind of, yeah. It's how, out. Do, how, but, do you balance, how do you balance that online? You have, you, you're, you're in a unique position, right? Mm-hmm. You are dealing with people who make custom pieces for fishermen. Mm-hmm. You are arguably dealing with some of the most out, outside of people waiting to find out the soccer score spreads of one to one and a half points. You are mm-hmm. dealing with the most patient people in the world. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, however, you're also dealing with the most impatient people in the world when it comes to e-commerce. How yes. do, how do you balance both? Um, I'm probably on the impatient side. That's why I don't see this. This is the thing. I don't make, I don't, I do not make any of my own lures. I, I had a, at one point, maybe about two, not three years ago, I was thinking about it and then I realized, dude, I'm way too impatient. Cause I, I want to get shit done and the quality won't be right if I, if I were to do it myself. So I decided like, that's not for me, but then I helped uh, a couple of my buddies start their own business and they, they make, you know, custom fishing, rods ice rods and mm-hmm. uh, the amount of detail that because they had the right personality like you said they were very patient a lot of all the the my vendors and everything they're very patient they're very meticulous because they're very detail oriented and their quality shows that like you're just saying on the other side the customer base i can deal with that it's how do i balance it it's because honestly like i was saying through all my whole life i've done sales so i've done with you know uh people whether they're impatient patient done deal, dealt with them all i've dealt with people who are very very slow moving laggers but very meticulous very it's one of those things where um it that shit you don't learn in school how to deal with people like yeah that. the only way you can do is get out there and do it so the only way I learned, like I was saying, like my father, my parents, my mom, they threw me out there to, to do all this job stuff, little things, like I said, the motels, learning little shit, dealing with people. I went, like I said, I didn't graduate from college, but I went into sales for 20 odd years. So I had to deal with no, 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 until somebody's finally said yes. So I had to be patient, no matter how impatient I was. I had to learn to be patient to understand that. It's just one of those things where, I had to learn that myself. You just have to do it yourself to, to, to understand the balance between how do I deal with this person? So this person, like you were just saying, he, he's very, very slow. Like, come on, like you're trying to rush them, but you also have to be, you have to use your sales technique to, to talk to him, to get him to do or her to do what you want versus this guy you want relax. The shit's coming you need to be a little patient, but you got to realize, okay, you got to talk to them in this sense. Sure. And it's one of those things where I would never have done that if I didn't experience of how to deal with specific people. And the only way you can do that is not in any book. It's not in, in any, you you don't learn that shit except through experience, man. I mean, this is the thing I, I, you can read and people ask me like, okay, do you What's read your any... favorite book that you read yeah. that you launched Not... this company? <laughs> this is, see, everybody asks is like, what kind of book, what, what book? I go, so this is the thing. People who read books is great because they probably learn very well doing that. I learned very well not reading. I learned very well experiencing and 
podcasting. And when I say podcasting, listening to it and also talking to people like yourself and others. So I, that's why I decided to do two podcasts. My other podcast was straight entrepreneurs, unfiltered, uncensored bullshit, but I learned so much from it versus me reading a book that's like, that has nothing to, to do with what the fuck I'm trying to, you know, try to do in my business sense. So sure, it's just, Honestly, experience, guys. At the end of the day, if anybody listening to this, if you're thinking about starting a business, you're looking to do this, or you're looking to just do it. You may suck at it, but you you won't know you suck at it until you do it. You know what I mean? But also and then you did it. You thank did you. It. And no regrets. Life, you don't want to be 90. You don't want to be 80. You don't want to be 60. You don't want to be 70. You don't, you don't want to go tomorrow and regret. Like, why didn't I just do that yesterday? It's like anything else in life, whether you're looking for to get that job, to apply for that job, or if you're looking to, you know, apply to that school, if you're looking to go to school, why didn't you apply? Don't regret that shit. Do it. And just like I said, any, in, in any business aspect, don't regret because I think the worst thing any human can do is have regrets because that would suck to, to be on your deathbed or to anything like fucking to live in regret is not happy. I'll tell you that. No, it's not. I mean, it's funny because we're both podcasters, right? So it, it's funny to think, <clears throat> I remember I wanted to start uh, this podcast almost three years ago now. And I sat down with a couple of friends and the first goal of this podcast, the first idea of it was let's watch football was the idea because you turn football on, you got some buddies on, you got some good food, but we're not really watching the game. Let's be, let's be really honest, right? We're, we're kind of bullshitting, having fun, we're having a good time. And then a play comes up like, oh shit. So I got my two buddies together and one buddy's like, yeah, but I'm worried about this. And yeah, and a lot of yeah, buts. <clears throat> I'm like, well, I've ordered all the equipment. I've got us an RSS feed, I've got us everything. And then one buddy's like, well, I don't have any money, so I don't know how I can help. And I was like, well, that's the wrong attitude. So this guy's out. It's just the wrong attitude. It's not about financial. It's because it's not. I mean, sometimes the best ideas are, to your point of your other podcast, is talking. Mm -hmm. Just having the, just having a conversation, right? So then you get the second guy. And he's like, man, I'm just super busy and there's something. So it doesn't happen. You fast forward nine months later. I'm talking to a buddy of mine and I still, I'm like, I still got this itch, but I want to change it. Mm -hmm. And I gave him the premise and he's just like, it sounds good, but man, I don't, <clears throat> I'm going to have to hear it. I just can't, I can't visualize it. Cause I can't imagine talking over movies. I just can't, I don't know. It's just not connecting. And I was like, well, every Thanksgiving I'm, at, I'm cooking when we're home. And I'm prepping two, three days earlier. I mean, I'm getting some shit done. I'm doing sweet potato gnocchi with a, with a, with a, with a sage tarragon maple drizzle, right? I mean, I'm going out. I'm having fun. I've got two different turkeys. I got a hot turkey. I got a regular turkey. I got spicy stuff. I got regular stuffing. I got chunky mashed potatoes with cheese. I got regular. I mean, I'm doing everything. But planes, trains, and automobiles is on when I'm cooking. It's on for... Any day I'm cooking for Thanksgiving, that fucking movie's on one of those days. It's just on. <laughs> and two things are going to happen. I'm going to laugh my ass off at the, the airport scene where he gets hit in the face and picked up by the balls. Mm -hmm. I'm going to laugh at the driving <laughs> scene 
where they're going down, right? And there's the cars like, how do you know we're going the wrong way, dummy, right? I'm gonna, and at the end of the movie, I'm gonna cry my fucking eyes out when John Candy walks into that house and he's reminded of what he had. And then he's also given the gift of what he can't have, which is a really beautiful thing. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through all those emotions every Thanksgiving. Every Christmas, I'm gonna watch Die Hard. I'm also gonna watch Fletch. I don't know why I'm gonna watch Fletch, but I like to watch Fletch for Christmas. I'm gonna watch Rambo, I'm gonna watch Die Hard, I'm gonna watch some other Christmas movies. And I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna go through all the emotions again. But that was the point of this, was that, man, can we talk over Kickboxer and still get into, well, your dad passed. Hold on, let's go down this rabbit hole. And someone's yep. like, that's not the movie commentary I want. Well, you know what? You're in the wrong fucking spot then because this is about a conference. I, COVID has stopped a lot of things. We used to do this out of a bar. We've done it out of a couple of bars. We've done it on my back patio. We've done it at my buddy's secret studio. But this is about that. If you were in Austin or if I was in Des Moines, get the big screen over the fireplace, hook up some remote mics, crack some beers and just let us talk. Just let us, because it's not that I'm dropping wisdom in any way, shape or form. It is giving relevance and a regularity to conversation that you should have. Yep. I mean, how many of your friends and, and I'll take this to how many of my friends can I be like, oh, your dad passed. <sighs> let's move on. Versus how do you see your dad and your daughters? And let's needle this. Well, is it needling it or is it trying to understand someone better? Is it trying that, Grandy, if, if some you know, way I get to get up to Des Moines for a weekend and I get to hang out with you, that I get to see your daughters, that I instantly think of two things, not one. I think of three things and not one. I think of you and your wife and now all of a sudden your dad, yep. right? And I'm seeing doing stuff and then my head's just one. I'm like, I just met them. I wonder which one of these personalities is this or that. You know? But you don't get to know people if you don't create conversation and listening and understanding and fun. Yep. You know, um, it's not therapy, it's conversation. You know, I get people who go, I'd like to interview me about this. And if I could tell you about these three things, that'd be great. And I'm like, I don't do interviews, so I, I can't help you. <laughs> and, you know, and I think that's, you're correct in regards to why I, and, and the, I think that's why podcasting is going to be boom. It's because it's what you just said, television, right? it's going to be way bigger. And the reason being is because not only it, it's, it's a book on steroids. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's what I, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's going to be the future of literature because I think podcasting opens up a different part of your mind. It opens like you're saying, it opens up a conversation, but then again, it opens up for you to think critical thinking. It also opens up for you to get to know somebody like literally get to know them, not, not, not know them from their, Instagram picture, not know them from their Facebook post, but know them through a conversation, know them in depth that you, that you were just saying it completely in depth. And then on top of that, right now, 
podcasting is free. So if anybody wants, I mean, it's at this moment, you can listen to a billion podcasts and gain so much knowledge um, of whether you're going to do a business, whether you want to learn about a movie, whether you want to you know, learn about music podcasting right now if you want to gain knowledge you got to get into this game and i shit you not i tell every and i talk to so many entrepreneurs they still some of them still don't get it they still don't understand i don't think they don't get it i would say this they're insecure yes because i'll tell you this this is this is not easy it's not easy to have a two-hour conversation with a stranger it's not true I i mean listen it's i think it's i think it's easy for us because your background and my background have led us down roads that are like, we'll talk to anyone and we can have a conversation and and create some content. Right. But the average entrepreneur, if you think about it, you think about the average business owner, path, direction, drive, Mm -hmm. insulated, and then hiring maybe a person around them or it's family around them Mm -hmm. and it's path, direction, drive. Right. And that's all it is. You're like, hey, you should do a podcast. You should really, you know, like, all your friends, all these entrepreneurs, all these other people you have around you, like, these are great stories. This is a great insight. Like, mm. we don't talk that way. They're afraid of being judged. But and they, I think they're afraid of being vulnerable. I mean, yeah. And that's probably. the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're definitely right on that. They're, they're afraid of being vulnerable. But then I tell them, okay, if that's the case, do a five-minute podcast. You know how many, just, okay, whatever your business is, just do a five-minute quick podcast weekly. You yeah. would be surprised at the, the following that it will grow within a year. I'm not saying doing it for two weeks. I'm not saying doing it for five weeks. I'm not saying doing it for five months. Do it for about a year to two years. Five-minute podcast a week. I guarantee, and I told them, I guarantee it, it will grow your following. And you never know. It could, it could go viral. It could, you could be the five-minute podcaster in regards to, I, and I told my wife's cousin, because she's a dentist, I go, just do five minutes with Dr. Fee. That's her last name, right? Fee. Just do five minutes with Dr. Fee because she's a dentist, right? How to take care of your teeth. Five minutes a week. Say, do Dr. It. Fee, you tell me how to overcome my fear or just what you do to calm people down that, that, that are, that, I mean, I am almost 50. I've, I have not had a cavity. Knock Same. on wood. Thank God. But, but, just, but I'm but terrified you of the dentist, right? And so okay. Dr. Fee, if I could, honestly, and I would listen, but I go to my daughter. I go see my daughter's dentist. I'm with her at the, my wife makes me take my daughter to the dentist. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating out a shirt as they're clicking and doing things on teeth and I'm freaking out, but I'm not trying to show my daughter so that she wants to enjoy the dentist. I don't want her to have the same experience as I've had as a kid. Yep. Dr. Fee, do it. Just do it. Even if it's like, if there's one of like, here's how you take care of your teeth. Just don't brush too hard or do this. Five and minutes. Then, and then, and then once, twice a month, you're like, Hey, this is why you don't fear the dentist. This is, mm-hmm. you know what? You got to find the right dentist. It's like dating. You don't have a bad breakup and then stop dating. Mm -hmm. You find someone different. Obviously with dentistry, it's a little different because someone's like, I had a bad experience. I just don't go anymore. And now my breath smells like hot garbage. I'm very fortunate. I get to go a couple times a year when I really muster up my courage. I take a couple of Xanax and then I do a couple of hash tabs and then... (laughs) But Jason, do, do you do you see? No, but do you see where my vision was when I was yeah. trying to tell her? I like imagine this. You don't have to because okay, play this of, part of the podcast. Just be like, at, here's a guy who's just who's not even in your city that would listen. Yes. At the end of the day, I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear a dentist talk for an hour. I get that, but. Yeah. 
if it was a five minutes a podcast every week of you like you just saying oh my gosh i would be like oh, it's just five minutes i'll listen to her just imagine the following will grow like holy crap you're gonna listen to dr fee and how to you know clean your teeth better keep it white or make sure you don't get that you know the gums and you know all that bullshit yeah. right but five minutes i'm t and i told her that and then i'm like fuck and it's I a almost calendar wonder, it's i a almost calendar you live dude, by it's like I, new year new teeth I'm telling february you, I almost, fall in love with your teeth spring break let's give this a break and let's try this Doing circular, do up and down. See? Summer. Hey, guess, guess what's not getting a tan? Your teeth, asshole. And this is what so, you're going to do to make sure they don't get a tan. So that's just, <laughs> that's just dentistry a little bit. So just imagine, like I said, because I, I do a podcast. I want to tell you that right now. <laughs> right? You'd be, I'm telling you. And Dude. I told her, I go, fuck, I might just do it for you. I just call you five minutes every week and run it for you if you really want to. I, I was talking, I'm like, I might as well do it for you if you're not going to do it. But I'm you telling should. you, little shit like that, I think, um, I really do. That's why I, I, I really believe podcasting could be the future. Because imagine that we don't have, the, we didn't have this 10, 15, 20 years ago. You didn't have this opportunity to, to give this knowledge to the masses uh, exponential in regards to, you know, got Spotify, iTunes, all this bullshit, right? Yep. YouTube. You can put this all on that and everyone in the world can listen and become better in regards to is that. It, field. And isn't that the crazy thing? Like, I, I look at my stuff right now, I'm going to pull it up really quick because I just think it's hilarious, right? So I look at, uh, I, I use SoundCloud mm -hmm. and I scroll through and I'm like, all right, so my top countries today were US, Belgium, UK, France, Algeria, Norway, Brazil, and Russia. Dude. You're Dude, telling me I mean, none of those people can get better at teeth? How to take right? That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, even, even look past that, let's just look at the fact that outside of the U.S., mm -hmm. majority of those countries, right? We're talking about movies they haven't seen, using See? references they don't know. We're talking about jokes and other things that, that don't relate, and yet still they're interested, right? Mm -hmm. Still they're listening and interested. And it makes me think, it's like, oh, to your point, one, obvious future but two uh i i think it shows where uh tv and general entertainment missed which is yeah. what joe rogan hit right mm -hmm. with the home run of this long-form conversation let's ha let's let me get to know you he did and i don't have to know you before you walk in my studio before we do a conversation let me just get to know you right mm -hmm. and then you add in people you add in scott at colorblind.design on instagram and i show you his six pack and you're like shit i need one of those i'm like okay yeah those <laughs> things, but those those little things those nuances that stuff right those 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 things that is what it shows is what it sh in my humble opinion it shows a creation of community it shows a cultivation of community and then it shows people how in their neighborhoods they can create community you know, uh, oh, you're the guy who likes IPAs. All right, well, you're not Grandy, you're not Jason, but you like IPAs. And you live in Townsend, Montana. There's a couple of good breweries there, but you really like IPAs. Are you going and buying a 12-pack of IPAs and calling a couple of friends and saying, hey, try these new beers with me? Why aren't you? It's beer. You're going to have the beer. Sharing is caring. I also, real quick, side note, and gentlemen with four kids, sharing is the greatest lie we could ever tell our kids because it's only good till about 10.
right? Freddie, I'm not coming to Des Moines, sitting down in your house or meeting you at your office. And then I go, hey, I've got to go run some errands. Give me your car keys. Sharing is caring. And then you're like, I don't think so. And then your secretary or wife goes, hold on a second. Give him your phone too. He might have to call someone. <laughs> and just hand it over. Hey, you, <laughs> you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, that sharing shit. I mean, I, I totally get it when kids are like, no, it's mine. I'm like, oh, fuck well, yours. it is yours. They're like, well, dad, you don't do that. Shit. You're yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> I got to read something. Give me your glasses. Huh? <laughs> the fuck? You take your own damn glasses, son. Very, very true, man. It's very true. It's, it's chaos. Folks, if you don't know, the movie's over. We're just bullshitting now. But yeah, we're just... <laughs> No, it is. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more about the podcasting and the insights on that. I couldn't agree with you more on on, on uh, uh, everything that's been said. Um, once again, as we close out, where can people find you? Where can they find your podcast? Where can they find what are your best social media channels where they can engage with you and all that jazz? And then obviously, once again, we get off. You got to email me your address. I'm going to hook you up with Scott. We're going to get all that dialed in. And then also... Um, as an IPA lover and as a person who uh, gets beer from my local breweries, nice. I'm going to mail you up a six pack of some fun. So oh, shit. you don't have to do that, Jason, but, on, I, man. but, I, but I'll definitely appreciate whatever he's saying rather, but you got to give me that, that, that box. Uh, I no, no, the I, box is coming. Don't you worry. Yeah. About that, that's a badass box, man. I, I, you guys got to see this. I, I, I'm going to post this on my social media. Anyway, <laughs> it, it's fucking badass. I'm going to, but um, no, no. Uh, you, you guys can always get a hold of me, uh, mypopfishing.com. That that's where that's located. And then um, I got the two podcasts. My, and my, real quick, hold on. Mypopfishing is m a p o p fishing.com. Yep, mypopfishing.com. Cool. And then you guys can also find uh, the two podcasts I host. The the very first one is I, I co-host. It's called Beer Fish Fanatics. B F F. If you can't fucking find that anywhere, you. you you got to be able to. So it's called Beer Fish Fanatics. Um, it's on Spotify, iTunes, um, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also find because we actually do a video, a video of the podcasting too. Uh, it's actually on my co-host's YouTube channel. It's called uh, Fishing Kit. That's okay. Fishing K-I-T. Just how it sounds. Fishing Kit. Just search his name on YouTube. Um, or you can just, like you said, you go to YouTube, just search beer fish fanatics podcast will pop up just go take Perfect. a look at our, take a look at all of our episodes. We have a good time on that. Uh, and like I said, we, we really bullshit, um, in regards to just beer and fishing and just have a good time. We have actually like really good guests. Like I'm, I'm talking about like big YouTube star guests from fishing, the fishing world, obviously. Hey, if you want some, um, on the West coast side, let me know. Uh, okay. I have. Obviously, from my fishing background, I've got nice. some legit, amazing, I mean, guys who have won, you know, 10, 20 million bucks fishing. Oh, no, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely will reach out to you on that one, Jason. Perfect. And and then my other podcast, uh, it's called Unfiltered Ma Pop Passage. So it's unfiltered. Um, actually, I think I, I actually have a website, too. You can go to unfilteredmapop.com. So if you go www.unfiltered mapop m-a-p-o-p.com uh you can check out all my episodes for that and that that one's more about entrepreneurship business uh and i talk to every a lot of industries so if you guys are interested into uh learning it's 
completely uncensored. So make sure <laughs> no kids are around on that one. Uh, I, I, I get into it with them in regards to learning their, their industry, everything from, if you want to learn about, I actually interviewed one of my high school buddies who actually owns a funeral home. So during wow. this COVID, yeah, during the COVID shit, I interviewed him, uh, real estate. <laughs> I actually, a couple of weeks ago, I, inter- I interviewed uh, a lady who's in makeup. I don't know shit about makeup, but I have four daughters. I had to learn about makeup. That was awesome. I, uh, hear her journey and just it you know what i really learn i i'm actually using that unfiltered mop up passage to get better myself as a business owner uh, i'm using that for myself i mean but you're people, also you're creating a community of business people which is pretty yeah, awesome right? it really i really am and i met sean from uh cali uh, you know cali comfort barbecue digital uh hospitality podcast he was really cool uh, and just, just his, his mind, very smart man in regards to digital, you know, uh, content and marketing and stuff. So, um, yeah, just go check out my podcast there, but definitely reach out to me. Uh, my, my social media, if you want to reach out, it's a uh, my pop underscore 80. That's for the other one, but you can also always follow me on my pop fishing. Look up, you can't, you can't go wrong. If you Google it, Facebook or you, uh, Instagram, Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me in regards to my pop fishing just go to search my pop fishing on instagram you'll you'll find me they will they'll be tagged in this post folks uh they will be um followed by me as well so you can look at the following and all that jazz yep uh, reach out to me if you guys hey, you guys have questions about fishing custom fishing lures reach out to me let me know i love it man i love it granny i'll tell you this is um these are two things one uh it is, uh, it's always fun for me to meet someone new. It's always, you know, it's, it's always, there's always, there's always the gentle dance of dicey. And so, you know, you're like over Instagram and like, hey, like your post, like your post. And I'm like, be on the podcast. I throw it out there because like you, you fail, you fall forward. I mean, we have podcasts that get 4,000 downloads in a day and I get some to get 10. Right, and you're just like like well, ten, like ten as in ten, ten, ten. one zero. By the way, oh, <laughs> right. Yes, it's like, I, I feel you. You know, and you're like, okay, well, I, I, I fucked the ping pong ball on that one. Like that's an awful <laughs> pod. Yes, you know, I mean, I have ones where I think it's just going to be murder row, and no one listens. And I get ones where I'm just like, uh, okay, they reached out. I'll, I'll throw throw them a bone. <laughs> I mean, I talked to a lady who does her whole business she's a travel agent for uh-huh. out of body experiences nope let that resonate okay uh, a travel agent for out of body experiences thousands upon thousands of downloads people are like how can i go have lunch with jesus tomorrow i mean it was crazy right i mean it's crazy and then i get people on and i was like oh i really like this this was kind of fun it was interesting i talked to this lady she's like the irreverent reverend she's doing her thing you know she's she likes talking about sex and god and all this stuff and i'm like oh, okay and i was like 400 people they're like okay i mean it came to my i mean i hit play on my feed like you get that <laughs> breakdown right you get the people that are your subscribers <laughs> and you get someone that hits play and then you get someone that actually listens right and you're just like oh that dropped off quickly Mate, right? and he's like oh fuck well you know you live and you learn but i had a fun conversation i don't fucking care oh i mean I have partners and I have advertisers. So once again, fucking, you know, and if, if, if this podcast 
could get a million downloads and I probably still would try to keep it the same way because cool. I want, I don't want colorblind designs to pay me money. I don't, I want to do an email with you on it. And this is my ego. It goes, Hey, Randy needs this and here's his logo. And a week later you get it like that for me is the thing because I think it shows what I think I want my podcast to be and what I like my relationships to be is listen, man, we can learn from one another. We can create new relationships. Uh, we can go have fun. We can go do this dance. But at the end of the day, there's always a reward at the end of the dance. It's usually a good conversation. It's usually a good sharing of insights of, of everything else. And then you get a little bonus, you get a little ice cream, you get a little, little Sundance surprise at the end. That's a little fun, little gift. Cool. If you don't, you don't, who fucking cares, but you get all the other accoutrements, right? And it's a, it's a delicate dance, but it's a lot of fun, you know? And then the second thing, as I say at the end of every podcast is you go buy a banana, it goes bad, it turns brown, you can make banana bread, you can throw the motherfucker away. You can get, I don't know if you guys can even get avocados in Des Moines with your weather and your freezing rain and your snow and your corn and your drifts, but there's other civilized places that get avocados. And guess what? Those little cunts go bad in about 10 seconds. And you never know when that 10 seconds is going to happen. But you have the freedom to go buy new avocados. Right? You just go buy a new one. Yep. We spent over two hours together, and it's two hours you'll never get back. You just can't. You can't get time back. Yep. And the fact that you chose to go on a journey and to offer up your favorite movies and let me pick one <laughs> and then not talk about kung fu or kickboxing or martial arts or anything else but instead talk yeah. about a little bit but then really talk about business and life and family and kids and the passing of your dad and how you see him and your daughters and, and what that means as your relationship moving forward the fact that you were you were you were, you were courageous enough to take that journey is, is never lost on me because 99.9% um, .9 of people out there would say yes to let's talk about how Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks someone in the face, but don't ask me about my personal life, right? I mean, because they just don't want to get down that road uh, for whatever reason, and that's okay. But you're brave enough to do it and brave enough to lose something that you could never get back in, in doing it. And for that, I'm, I'm forever grateful uh, because I can't give that time back. I can give a lot of shit back, but I can't give time back. So thank you for that very much. I really, really do appreciate it. Nah, no problem. I mean, this was fun and you're right, man. I, I, I really do appreciate podcasting because I get to meet people like you, just different people. You never know who you're going to meet, but it's, I mean, it, to me, this thing is, um, it's priceless. Like you're saying time is priceless. Yes. You never get that back, but meeting new people, meeting new friends, meeting and understanding people from different parts of the world. It's to me, it's an experience. And I believe yeah. light. And to me, life is all about experiences um, because that's all you hold and at the end of the day. It's what did you experience and what did you learn? And, um, Hey man, I had fun. I, I learned a lot from you and, and, and I can't wait, man. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, 
if you ever need me back on, let me know. Cause I'm I was, I was just going to say, I was going to say, yeah. man, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, let me know, man. Know. We'll, we'll pick another we'll, movie. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more, but yeah, it's just. Well, some um, fun. well listen, there'll be new shit to talk about. Uh, you know, kids are going to go through some stuff. We're going to go through some stuff. There's going to be lots of new stuff to talk about. And more importantly, I think we're going to get be able to give past insights on our lives what we've gone through and everything else. So for that, it's an endless well. It'll always be an endless well, I believe, you know, and anyone sharing stories or insights and that, that professional or, or, or personal or otherwise. So for yeah. that, um, you're always welcome, brother. Anytime. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm not joking. You know, I have enough hotel and, 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 and frequent flyer miles. Uh, and the new year coming up, man, let's figure out if we could, I really would like this. I think it'd be fun to do a little thing in Des Moines. Um, we don't have to, we could do live shows if you wanted to. I don't know if there's a small venue. I've done some live shows here in Austin that have done well, that have had a lot of fun just because it's like a, a hundred, 150 person bar. Uh-huh. I don't put them on the podcast because it's just too much noise. Right. Yeah. But you pick a movie that, you know, you got one liners, zingers, everyone's going to have fun. You're going to drink at these points. You're going to have fun. Dude, if you want to do that, man, let me know. We could do it at a local brewery mm-hmm. and have some fun. We could do a couple of those. But I would shoot up to Des Moines in a second and do that with you. Um, okay. You know, figure I, out how we can tie in your podcast and mine. And then if something's, and then we'll do one together that we can just kind of release to our, to our networks together. Okay. And have some fun if you want to, but let, you know, let me know. Always, as I said, again, you're always welcome on the podcast. Uh, got a movie you're like, hot to try it. You want to talk about? Wow. Okay. Or you just Definitely. want to bullshit. You're just like, fuck it, Jason, pick a movie. That's just bullshit. That's that good. works. E- oh, either you know, way, that works. Me and Sean, we'll get, we'll get the three of us. All right. I want to see. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of movies he like, he's into, but uh, Dude, I I'll be crying last time. Yeah, I'll, I'll you got to listen to our episode. I listened to the, the, the front half of it, yes, uh, and, then, and then I got these other kids. Fucking man, no, I'm telling no, you, man. Dude, listen. My life is so hard sometimes to listen to anything more than 30 minutes, and then if it's not a fucking cartoon or anything, I don't get to watch oh. or listen to shit. No, man. I'm with you. If I'm not doing a run or I'm not doing some bullshit, uh, you know, yeah. I, I eat it up in 30-minute chunks, but it was, it was fun because, you know, we had each other crying about talking about our grandparents and everything else and the influences on <laughs> life. And, nice. You know, and, and people are like, wow. Uh, hey man, I didn't know Sean for a minute before that conversation, and that's you know. And then and then what? We get looped in together as well, and this whole thing. Yeah. And you're looking at this this community that's this crazy fun group of, of guys. That's a community that's Des Moines, Austin, and <laughs> San Diego. Get the fuck out That'd of here! That'd be badass. Come on, man, that's fucking bad. We'll get Sean. We'll bring Sean up there as well. We'll have some fun. We'll, I'm That'd telling you though, we're doing it in Des Moines. None of the hey, San Diego if, bullshit. No offense, Sean. Yeah, we're doing sorry. it in Des Moines. <laughs> get, get no, Scott I, out. Let me know. Scott out. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what. Well, I'm going to make Sean fly himself. I'll fly Scott let, out. Let me know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Um, I, I know some places I have in my head already that I think would be kind of spots, couple spots. It'd be pretty cool. We can, we can, we can work on. So I'll, 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 right. we'll, we'll wait till this stupid pandemic slows down a yeah. little bit and we'll, March, we'll figure it out march yeah. april may we'll do it we'll do it in the spring we'll have some fun with the beautiful weather's there all hey, right man grandy now here's the best part right this is the this is the this is the highlight that everyone loves to listen to that you've experienced on multiple occasions maybe not in this exact form but you have uh i experienced it of course in this way and i am an idiot so i recorded it and now my daughter's going to sue me later but she's going to sing us out on the first time she took a shit by herself <laughs> so with that my friend 
I say thank you so much. Good night. God bless. And uh, we'll talk soon, brother. Okay. Shoot me that email right. so I can get you a cup of Scott. Okay. All right. We'll do, man. All right. The shitting song. Here it is. Talk to you soon, brother. Bye. All right. Bye.